Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to your show. That's right, your show. It is the Smack Attack, the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Welcome once again to your show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good good morning to Media M5 and Chris Winland for being here so early, even though, um, and I know really why they're here, because they're trying to avoid the annular eclipse, which is happening here. Uh, actually, at about, so my son this morning said to me, Papa, I'm going to the school today. I'm like, oh, cool. What's going on? He goes, well, for astronomy class, we have bonus points. If we show up at like 1030 to one, we're going to watch the eclipse. And I was like, hey, for bonus points, cool. Have fun with that, man. He was like, okay, I just want to let you know in case you came home and I wasn't here. Here. Sure. Yes. Uh, So, uh, hey, bonus points for watching that. Um, It's, you know, and then next year is a total eclipse and that'll be in Texas too. So that'll be fun. If you start seeing the lights start to fade uh, (laughs) at about, they said about 1140, if we've gone to 1145 or so and the lights start to fade, um, then you know that's that's what's happening. Um, (laughs) Anyway, but good morning, Jimmy T. How are you today, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm actually pretty good. I'm actually pumped, man, because I felt this SmackDown that was just on was uh, pretty stacked, dude. Pretty good, in my opinion. I actually enjoyed it. For a season premiere, yeah, yeah, uh, you I know, know whatever but, that means. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucking <laughs> dumb. Like most shows have had their season premiere like two, three weeks ago. Um, anyway, and if you're gonna do a season premiere, at least fucking like change the the set, change the intro music, do something, do something. that feels like it's yeah. different. But they didn't. You know what I mean? They don't do that. Why would they? Why would they? It's fine. We're not even gonna be here much longer. We're out. You know. <laughs> It's USA, USA, you know, uh, but, you know, uh, so yeah, and then uh, I think, look, look, I feel like right now, you know, with, with all that, it's just, TV's weird, you know, let's, let's be honest, let's, let's talk weirdness in TV, let's talk yes. Wednesday or Tuesday night, um, where you, we have NXT uh, and we have AEW, um, I actually watched both shows. I don't know. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. I did too. I did too. Yeah, I did just because of the idea of the head-to-head aspect of it and seeing what was happening. Um, and partially because, like, I had listened last week to Eric Bischoff and talking about the shows. I was like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll do head-to-head. I'll, I'll, I didn't watch them that night. Um, you know, I watched them throughout the week this week, you know, randomly, you know, different stuff. Um, he said that AEW was not going to get, he was going to be about, they were going to be about 600,000. That's what he said last week before the no show shit. even started. And, <laughs> and then um, I saw that they did 609. Um, but then, uh, and then the fact that SmackDown did almost a million at 900,000. But I mean, it's they spanked their bottom. But here's the, here's the crazy <laughs> part, right? So, NXT started at 900,000 and finished at 900,000. So it didn't actually lose any viewership at all. It, it barely lost any viewership. AEW wow. started at over 700,000 and ended up at 600,000. They lost something like 113 viewers by the end of the show. Damn. Yeah, that, that's what the quarterlies were saying because they were reading the quarterly. I, I like Eric. He has a strictly business podcast where he talks the business of the wrestling business. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they were talking about Tuesday and the quarterlies came out while they were having their show. 
Um, it's not live. It's, you know, recorded. But he says, you know, in the in the middle of their show, these came out. So let's discuss. And the fact that that happened, whew, you know, was. Yeah, well, it's it's funny that you say that because um, you know what TK's reaction was to that? Okay. He's such a sore loser, bro. He makes me sick straight up. And it, and I don't hate AEW, but, but God damn it, their owner is just something else. But this is what yeah. he had to say, right? And I'm, I'm not verbatim. I'm just saying basically what he okay. said. Basically, he said he doesn't remember a time where John Cena or The Undertaker, <laughs> he said dumb, were, were performing in front of under 1 million people, like ratings-wise. Think about that for a moment. I know, but still, like, and? I know, that's what I mean. What does that mean? It just makes him look even worse. Yeah, it makes it makes you look stupid. Like, like no you got shit, your fucking man. ass spanked by a developmental C program. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Whether you want to say Raw is A show or SmackDown is A show, whatever, we can agree, right, Jimmy, that we can agree uh, NXT is developmental, developmental C program. Like, 100%. I mean, and you got your ass spanked by that. And so you come you come back saying, oh, well, you know, look, I mean, they've never performed for anybody that low under a million. Uh, cool. But let's be honest. We vaguely knew John Cena was going to be coming. We had no clue Undertaker was going to be there. Um, some of the other cameos are like, oh, what's happening right now? Cool. Uh, like, did anybody know Asuka and Roxy were going to have a match? Like no, no. But we, we knew Oscar was going to appear. Though. Killed it. Those yeah. two fucking killed it. Um, look, I'm telling you right now. Like the shows were interesting. I will. I will say this. Um, production wise, honestly, Jimmy, I'm going to go a uh, AEW for the win because it's wow. the stadium feel. The stadium feel. The crowd. Everything along those lines, there was a there was a difference in the sound and the feel of the crowd than it was at NXT because it's a soundstage. Let's be honest, right, right. It's, it's studio true. wrestling, right? Um, which is which is cool, but sometimes it feels fake or forced because you know you have the Chase University. Then how many people you know get that? Like, oh, these are NXT developmental guys who are in there or whatever. We've heard we've talked about that, you know. So it it it's hard to feel a more natural sound with aew like i'm just talking about the feel and the you know as as far as that goes like production wise like if i'm talking like straight production just sound and uh, you know wwe wins every time but i'm talking like the feel the the presentation of things um i've got to just because of the crowd factor i'm leaning towards aew because i think production wise they were both very similar i think i feel like they both had some really good things uh, interestingly enough, their timing was very similar. Promos at the same time, matches at the same time, you know, kind of thing. So uh, I found that very interesting. So I think it's just crowd feel for me wins. But I think overall, show-wise, I mean, NXT clearly is the winner, you know, with oh, the the whole easy. how the matches went, the way things went, the, the cameos, the appearances, all that fun stuff. The fact that yeah, they detoured a little bit, but they still move story, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, there was a detour, but the whole, this last 
three weeks to a month, they've been doing detours with cameos and stuff. This is just the biggest one of Cody Rhodes coming out. And we had, you know, Asuka. And we had, uh, let's see, uh, Undertaker. Uh, we had John Cena. I feel like there's somebody else that I'm missing. Uh, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, who was the ref. Cody Rhodes. Co- I said Cody. Oh, you did? One. Okay. I, yeah, I thought first you were one. But anyway. Yeah. Um, you know. So oh, we had Judgment Day, didn't we? We had Mommy. Oh, that's right, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Dominique. Yeah, Dominique. Let's let's call him Dominique. 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 <laughs> Dominique. Dominique Mysterio. <laughs> Dominique Mysterio. Dominique. Dominique. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, the, I think honestly, the the cameos were done better. The they were brought out well. They were timed right. They made sense and they helped move story along. Whereas with AEW, it again, it continues to feel like uh, a cokehead fever dream. You know, <laughs> yeah. like really, like nice really, the only thing that makes sense right now is the Christian Cage thing. Like that's you know, it. that's it. Everything else just feels so forced and thrown oh. together. Uh, oh, and the Jay White the- stuff I'm enjoying too. By the oh, way, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'll give you that the Jay White stuff. But it, uh, even the cameo of Jade Cargill on Tuesday night. You know, and Shawn Michaels shaking her hand and meeting her, you know, like was done very well. Whether you know Jake Cargill or not, dude, you know that there's something fucking important about her the way they're doing it, you know? Um, So, uh, look, I feel like those numbers are deserved. I feel like at this point, and 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 this leads into my next point, I think. AEW got their ass kicked. Tony says the stupidest, most ridiculous things. Supposedly, there's a report out that people want Tony to shut up and take his phone and get off social media because he's not yeah, doing but... anything to help the AEW brand at all. Yeah, well, I will say that. The, the one thing I will say about that report, right, I find it a bit coincidental that that report comes out the second you see Tony having a meltdown on Twitter. Now, they could, the dirt sheets would have just written that up. Let's be honest, dude. Mm. I could have said that too and said, I've got sources, except right. it's pasta sauce. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. But but still, it it's, that's not something that we we all don't have. It. How many times, Jimmy, have you, me, Chris, everybody else discussed, Tony needs to get off the fucking social he media? He does. Like, no, he really does, man. Whether that, you true. have sources or not, it's the it's the most common sense thing you, you see. At best, if you see Triple H on social media, he posts, Hey, you know, this we got SmackDown tonight. Or like, like he's not doing anything egregious. Tony no, it's just promotion. Even if Tony Tony's shit at promotion because he'll promote, but then be like, watch well, us kick a WWE's ass and da, 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 da. And some people say he hates WWE because of troll accounts. I'm like, bro, if you have that thin a skin where you can't handle troll accounts and you just bro. shut the fuck up. I'll show you. I'll tell you exactly what he said. I'll, I'm just gonna log into my Twitter quickly, right? Okay. And, and get this because it gets better, dude. Because he used his sick mother as a reason why he hates, <laughs> why right. he hates WWE. So yeah, dude. I'll, I'll tell you in a in a moment. Where is he? There he is. <laughs> he's he's such a clown, dude. I'm telling you now. Anyway, where is it? All right. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me he's deleted. There's no way he's deleted it. Oh, here we go. Um, but I've got to start where first. Oh, here we go. This weekend marks one year since Mayo Clinic saved my mum's life during her, her ordeal 
Many AEW talent came to me alleging WWE tampering, including them to break their contracts. Right? He goes on to say, I'll never forget these phone calls at her side in the hospital. It's when business became personal for me. <laughs> Dude, what? think about that for a moment. And then it gets better, right? Because everyone started trolling him, right? Like, I mean, berated him, right? He goes on to say, not that I should be surprised, but the same WWE avatar accounts, avatar accounts, he said, right? That spam me every day, no matter what I say or what it's about, now turning their wrath to my mum, recovering from a near-death experience, is why I straight hate these people to the from the bottom of my heart with all my soul. Wow. Dude, he's losing his shit, dude. Like, legitly. And he also said, there's another one. There's one more. Um, he says, there's nothing new. I mentioned it last year after the, she came home. It's relevant today because she checked in for surgery one year ago today. As I've mentioned several times since my clinic are heroes. Oh, no, don't worry. He's just continuing on about his mom. But also yeah. he celebrates the one year anniversary where Regal called him up to quit basically while his mom was in hospital. But yeah, he used WWE and his mother being sick as why it's personal for him between himself and WWE. Think about that, man. That's just clown. Like straight up clown, bro. Like, you need to get the fuck off. Like it makes my brain hurt. Like for real. It makes yeah. my brain hurt that you could you could you could say that and put that out there for everybody to see and think he's he was arguing part. with people too like yeah. mind you like literally he was arguing with people in the in the chat as well you know over his status he's he's dude there's something wrong with him and you know what sucks right yeah. i don't hate AEW, but him himself makes me like dislike the company as a whole dude well, that's like me. People are like, oh, you must like the Cowboys. No, I fucking hate the Cowboys. But I hate the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones. <laughs> I don't necessarily go. hate the Cowboys because of the team or whatever. Like, right, I don't really right. care. But Jerry Jones is the person who makes me hate the Cowboys. Like, if he sold the team and there's a completely new ownership group or whatever, I might give it a try. But he's the reason why I hate the Cowboys. And Tony Khan is becoming that person for AEW like who's going to be responsible for killing AEW Tony Khan is going to be responsible for killing AEW uh look the problem is and and I, this might not resonate with you Jimmy but like it, it does for me because right uh the idea of you like I saw this a lot in churches right we have these you know mega churches over here Brian Houston over in Hillsong uh Mark Driscoll, Ed Young, Senior and Junior, like these mega churches, and people invest in the person, and people need, you know, they they get caught up in this guy is the greatest, and he's such a wonderful pastor and everything, and I then guess what? I hate those types, bro. Well, and well, like you know, Mark Driscoll, all these guys, and I, look, I'm listening to a lot of, I listen to two podcasts about the fall of Hillsong and Brian Houston, kind of love it. I'm right now, I'm on a Driscoll, Mark Driscoll, in the fall of Mars Hills <laughs> oh, in his God. church. I'm a little into it because, like, but they on television and shit. Uh, well, not anymore. No, Brian Houston well, has been removed anymore? from Hillsong altogether. So what you're seeing really? is old stuff. Yeah, no, because oh, he okay. got in deep shit. Like, first of that? all, first of all, there were uh, financial improprieties 
throughout all of Hillsong. Doesn't uh, surprise Carl, me. You know, then Hillsong New York closed because Carl Lentz and all of his issues. And then Brian Houston had to be removed because of his issues with women and also not <laughs> reporting his dad being a pedophile. What? You know, who was a pastor of a church. Yeah. Look, no I'm telling shit. you, look up Hillsong and all that. Sh- J- Jimmy, you're going to be surprised at the amount of, sh- you know, like wild ass shit going on there. And then Marcel was this church by Mark Driscoll, who was this pastor here in the States, like really popular. He like, he was very coarse, you know, you know, he might, he didn't cuss in, in his sermons, but like when he'd out, he, you know, whatever, very, you know, sometimes massages challenging men, like, Hey, stop being a baby. You like go out there. You know, I swear I'm going to see guys in strollers and their girlfriend with a, you know, a, <laughs> a sippy bottle full of beer and his girlfriend going, Oh, he has potential. You know, he's like, no, be, like, he was very berating and such, but apparently that was his personality as a, as a pastor and a staff leader and just abusive. And so he ended up having like, it's this idea that the downfall of the organization is because we've invested so much in this one person to do everything. And Tony Khan's is going to be the one who's going to do that for AEW. If he doesn't get his shit straight and he doesn't start listening to people around him and start bringing in people who know how to do things because uh, let's think about this, Jimmy. Tony Khan knows a lot about wrestling history and things like that, right? Oh, not necessarily, yeah, right? Not necessarily how wrestling runs, but history. No. Um, and but knows nothing about TV production. Now you're with Warner, who has no clue. They know everything about TV production, but they have no clue about wrestling. Jimmy, what kind of like formula is that? Where you take a zero and a zero and you bring them together, you get what, Jimmy? You're smart enough. You get you, you get chicken shit. That's yeah, what you, you get. get chicken shit. Like <laughs> you take zero and zero and you bring it together and you get chicken shit. Look, I, this is why you're here, Jimmy, because that is just brilliant. Um, <laughs> but that's it's true. Math. I mean, fuck. Yeah, right. it's simple math, right? You know, Tony Khan knows a lot about wrestling, but nothing about TV production. I mean, at at what point do like, look, his I like I know we talk about like his it's gotta be his inheritance money that he's already got or whatever. But at some point, like his dad has to step in at some point, right? Because it makes it makes the his family look bad, it makes the Jaguars look bad. All this because they're they're all related, it's all connected. And at some point his dad's gotta step in, right, Jimmy? Right? Absolutely, you think, right? But you know what's weird though, you get no sense that the dad even gives a shit what his son is doing, to be honest. True. That's what's weird, bro. Like uh, he even said, I'm I'm sure you've probably seen this report, and this was a few weeks back, that if anything was to happen to him, right, as in Tony Khan, right. he told his father to pass on the company like to run the company to Daniel Bryan, dude. Right. For him to run the company. Like so it feels like to me, if he was to die tomorrow. It almost feels like AEW would still be running. Like, Why the hell would 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 um, Tony Khan, who's a young man, I'm assuming, um, he's he forty one. He's forty one. Okay, so he's he's younger than me. I mean, I'll be forty five in November. So um, you know, I mean, I'm Jack more than he is. I could probably, you know, <laughs> way more. Jack. You know what's I sad, dude? Me and him have got the same birthday, bro. We're the same uh, age, exactly. How no, fuck wow. is that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, and by the way, uh, thanks for not acknowledging me on with my wonderful, heartfelt birthday wish to you. <laughs> I lo- I loved it, or I laughed at it. I think I've done a laughing emoji. 
Look, look. If you send me a birthday, I'm gonna literally type like I every time someone nah. does a birthday thing for me, I say thank you very much. I appreciate your like. like I'll stuff. be honest because that means I have to thank everybody after that. If That's I talk to I one person, I have to talk to everybody, man. And uh, no, you don't have to talk to him. You just say, "Hey, thanks. I appreciate the wishes." You just do a generic one. Everybody sees you <laughs> doing a generic thank you. Like so it's I, not a big deal. Because look, I guess I guess this is the the southern gentleman in me, like. I can't stand those people who are lazy who are just like, I want to thank everybody for my birthday, which is yesterday. Like, no. Like, I, <laughs> fucking individually thank the person. They they took the time to individually no, that's take true. The time that's true. say hi. So in You're turn, right. that's true. You, the least you can do is take three seconds. Hey, thanks. I appreciate this. It makes me feel good today. <laughs> That, that's you all you feel like a real brute, John. Come on, no, man. no, no. It's not. Just, it's not. <laughs> you. I'm, I'm playing. I'm just. I'm using you as to to break a social norm that happens. Right, right. I used to be like that, man. I really did, but for some reason, man, like I don't know, man. Social media, especially on Facebook, like I'm around on Facebook a lot. Don't get me wrong, right. but I don't really like post much on my own page, like I used to. Compared to like, say, I post more on Twitter, believe it or not, mm. than I do on my Facebook. But I'm always on Facebook because I have to be, you right. know what I mean, to, to communicate with you and, and others, obviously. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I am too because work, you know, I'm having to right. you know, handle social medias and different things. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, I guess. Uh, like, look, if I didn't have to for work, I would I would shut down my Facebook page. Like, you know. Yeah, man. Sometimes you need to get away from social media just for yeah. a bit, man, because yeah. it's just. Look, look, the toxic shit doesn't even bother me, man. It really doesn't. It doesn't affect me like it affects others. But sometimes I get dragged into the bullshit on Twitter, especially mm. because I can't stand real dumbasses, man. <laughs> especially those AEW neckbeards. They're the worst, man. And it's not. And when you say that, right, all those AEW marketers, they'll sit there and say that, you know, all the WWE yeah. Shields want AEW to go out of business. No, that's not what I want. That's not yeah. what anyone wants. But when you've got a silly ass owner and a silly ass fan base that is absolutely like a cult, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's the six hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand of the AEW hard marked hards, they're all crazy, dude. And they're hypocrites. Yeah. They'll sit there bashing the WB people, saying, Well, if it was them, blah blah blah. But they're doing the same thing by just complaining about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it is what it is. It's a weird. It's a weird tribalism these days, John, and it's it's bizarre, it, bro. It is because here's the crazy part, right? WWE is best when WCW was thriving, right? Absolutely. Let's be honest. And then this right. does nothing but only help WWE. But here's my problem: AEW is not helping wrestling in general. I mean, think not about even helping the themselves, people. John. <laughs> well, yeah, because think about all the people that they have on their roster. When's the last time you've seen Miro? When's the last time you've seen some of these people? And like, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they started yeah, something he, with him, and then they just stopped. Yeah, just, just disappear. Um, it, it's it's like, bro, if you can't, I mean, fucking Lance. Like, I hate bringing Lance up oh, all the time, but, no, like, but you've got every right to. Yeah, you know, I agree with this. If I'm a like, I'm a fan, and like, why am I not seeing a six eight two hundred seventy five pound man? You know, wrestle. I could go tonight and go to Pro Wrestling Revolver in there in Grand Prairie and go watch tonight. I don't really feel like driving. Um, <laughs> I like, I think tonight's going to be a chill, you know, night. Stay at home. Uh, this oh, announcement alert! Announcement alert for next week. Um, this that? will probably be my last Smack Attack in this what? 
in this office. Um, oh, I was going to say. I, I bought a computer for Prime Day this week, so I finally have a laptop <laughs> awesome. now. Because they, I found a, <laughs> I found a HP fifteen point six uh, laptop that is a terabyte of cell, uh, solid state storage and sixteen oh, nice. megabytes of uh, RAM, uh, quad core RAM. Um, oh, I don't know what you know, I've got it the same good. thing. I've got similar. Like I've got sixteen gig of RAM as well. Yeah, i seven. Uh, AMD. Uh, uh, ooh, I'd have to here. I could look at it. It's an Intel. Yeah, well, then you'd more than likely have an i5 or an i7. Yeah, uh, here, I'm just going to look up my or Amazon. i3, anywhere between i3 and i7. Yeah, uh, here, just do that. Go to my orders. Orders! Oh. Arriving Thursday, arriving Thursday. Um, okay. It, it, I think it was, I want to say it's an elite book or whatever. 15% like Intel 4-core CPU uh the quad core processor that's all it says beautiful so wow, that's awesome that's what you want man you you want a quad core man yeah 400 bucks what 400 bucks oh, shit. I, got, I got it on prime day for 16 bucks. gig of ram as well and a terabyte of storage uh, of storage fuck i've got 500 gig of storage i think normally. yeah i've got an external hard drive around here somewhere too that's got like another terabyte of external storage so oh, you'll be fine, man. Yeah, I don't know if you download a lot of shit or and whatnot, but I don't. But like, yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. That, I mean, very nice. I don't need something fancy or anything like that. I just need some um, Windows eleven in S mode. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so. that's what I've got as well. Uh, I think it just I don't know what the fuck it means. It, it means matter. Windows and shit mode. <laughs> nah, yeah. Windows eleven is is great actually, man. I thoroughly it's, enjoy it. It's a CPU model as a Pentium. Yeah, brain no, is HP 15. Uh, model name is 15.6. Screen is 15.6 terabyte. Uh, it's a Pentium CPU model. RAM is 16 gigabytes. Operating system Windows 11, numeric keypad, which I like. And then it's got the terabyte of storage. Beautiful, so, man, no, you won't regret it. Put it that way, man. Yeah, does that mean you're like, gonna, yeah, yeah, well, say the, the computer using now is your work computer, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll take my microphone and I'll take my headphones and I'll go home and you'll see my office at home, our spare bedroom. Oh, um, you've never so, done a show from home before? No. Well, I mean, like, I've called in a couple of times, like, you know, from my, um, you know, which we call Yeah, from my phone. Like, I was in bed, <laughs> I think, one time or whatever. And. <laughs> And it was like, I think I called it and it was like, you, Jim, Chris. And I was like, I was naked in my bed. And you were like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, right. too yeah. much information now. Well, were we, were we the ones doing the smack attack? No, y'all were doing something else. It was another show that I popped in on. And Jerome says, S mode is the basic oh. mode. You want to unlock that mode to use full windows. Or I don't because I don't give a shit. I don't really need it to do that much. What is um, my, now I want to know what my windows is because it feels like it's unlocked. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. On. So, um. Yeah, and then he says i7 or i5, so it's probably an i7 or i5. Thing. That's so, what I was saying. Um, it's more than so, likely one of those. Man. Thanks, Jerome. Do you want to be my uh, like I'm I'm tech support for my dad? So, Jerome, can you be tech support for me? <laughs> it's the worst being tech support for your uh, dad, man. Look, my my dad, dad does my head in, dude. When it comes to computers, he'll be like, "Come over, Jimmy." Like you know, he doesn't have an <laughs> idea, and he fucks it up every time, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh know. man, don't even get uh, me started on that shit. Believe me. Yeah. 
And G, oh, by the way, uh, hey, G3333 Ball is in here. And uh, also Todd Bramley, the Comic King, is in the house. Look, Jerome says, yeah, I'll be right there. And then, yes, especially for these boobies. <laughs> right. Um, for the boobies. Yeah, for the boobies. Oh, no, man. Um, so, you know, but, you know, Jimmy, I, like, at the end of the day, I think, the the crazy thing about all of this is is we're talking wrestling right i mean that's that's the crazy part um uh oh okay uh chris is texting um hey one of those days uh i'm super drunk and hung over and fuck you guys anyway um i won't be able to make either show tomorrow so fuck you all um, because is I don't. What he said? No, I'm, te- I'm teasing. I'm making it up. Oh, uh, no, he's say. he's texting that uh, everybody's sick. <laughs> and so oh, he's sick. And he's he's a finger crossed for Sunday still, but I'll let you know when I know. And said, so, uh, and I'll tell him. Okay, if you need me to fill in for the wreckage, let me know. Yeah, well, it'll be you and I. Yeah. Why not? Literally. Why not? Yeah, I mean. I'm down. If you're down, Double I mean, I'm, be, I'm doing the show. Reg- oh, and the vet, and the vet, of course, as well. Oh, oh yes, please. Because if yes, nothing yes, else, I'll come on and I'll watch tonight just to be with the vet and see him. I imagine he gets very angry, and it makes me smile. Um, angry vet. Uh, yeah. Angry vet is the best vet. <laughs> angry vet is the best. Yeah, it's the, right. I love and so, I love and, the uh, shout out to the video. And by the way, hey, look, we have 10 people in the chat right now. So uh I think four have said something or five. So the rest of you feel free to chop in, chime him in and say hey and you know uh greetings and salutations. Yeah. If your first time it's it's fine. We don't bite until the third time. Um just like <laughs> a normal date. Um wait, is that a normal date? Do you bite on the third uh, date? Well uh, well not really. I don't know. Look, I'm still figuring out dating. It's weird. It's weird. Um, I haven't been on the scene for over 20 years, man. So, look, that's what I was like when I got divorced. It's like I haven't dated in 20 years. Oh shit! Like, what's happening right now? Um, So yeah, yeah. it would be weird, man. Even like, yeah, if I was single, suddenly it'd be pretty strange. Put it that way. Yeah, like especially because the last time, like, so it's it's weird because I'm I'm still thinking. That you know, you go pick up a girl from her place or whatever, and of course, you don't do that anymore. First date because like you don't need to know where they live, and it's like yeah. okay, cool. But like, I, like first couple of times, I have to stop myself saying, "Hey, would you like me to come pick you up?" Um, rather than like, "Oh, wh- where would you like to meet?" Or uh, and then I'm like, "Hey, eventually, I would like you know, just know that I would like to pick you up." Um, you'd be the passenger princess, take you where we need to go, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Playing dates, getting input, you know, I'm that kind of person. So um, I'm in the, I had a date last night, so I'm in the throes of trying to get that all figured Another out. Another date? So, yeah. Playing, playing the, you know, the scene. This guy. No, uh, last week, you know, it's, a, it's the late last night was the date with the same lady I had last week. So ah, is it looking good? Yeah, she's 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 a she's very cool. Uh, she's a teacher. She teaches theater um, for a middle school here in the area. Um, so that's pretty cool. She she's very funny. She's very um, engaging and um, all that. So like I right now things are going good, but like you know we're only a couple of dates in, a few dates right, in. Right. So 
never you get know. your hopes up completely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like there I think there's potential, you know, but you know, you know what potential means. It means you ain't shit yet, as our coaches used to say in football. Potential, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Potential can mean uh, anything, man. Yeah. So uh so I'm I'm uh, sure you'd be right, man. Don't yeah. worry. Look, <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> What's he saying? He goes, play in the field, pimp. I see you. I like, bro. <laughs> Look, if you don't know, I know, not even. Um, it's taken a minute for this to get put together because the, I sat there for a while going, hi, I'm available. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, I've got free. I've got free right here. What you? No. Okay, fine. Um, it's It's so yeah. weird, like, because, you know, Good guy, gentleman, you know, take it like and, and women say they want that, and you put that in their profile, and then nobody gets that. And then when you treat them that way, they're like, Oh my god, I've never been treated this way. Oh, god. right. Um, um, they're all the same, dude. They're exactly the same. That's why women are weird, man. Like they go for the bad guys, you know, the ones that treat them like like shit. And yeah. when they do get treated good, it's almost like you know what I mean? Like they have to run away. Oh, that's happened. Look, that's happened more than once, Jimmy. You, how many times have I said that? Where like, yeah, like, right. No, but it's true. But I mean, I've I've had that too, man. It's bizarre, yeah. bro. Like, it's yeah. I've I've tried to figure it out myself, man. It, <laughs> I angels. can't figure it out. Like, women are just they're a different species, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a thing. So it's like, what are you gonna do, man? Like sometimes, what are you gonna be like a total fucking like? Uh, I either gotta insane, I, I gotta get a dick transplant and get lots of money. <laughs> I, that's probably what's gonna happen. Well, because that opens up all sorts of avenues after that, dude. I mean, I guess you know, apparently, <laughs> and probably dude, drop probably drop a hundred pounds and get six port six pack abs and. Uh, you, know you know what, man? That's that's bullshit. That's a myth, bro. I've seen fucking. I'm telling you, if you get if you get to them like mentally, like literally, yeah, that goes away, bro. Oh, I know, I know. I just you know what I mean. It's it's that initial like, you know, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna give someone a thing. Like, I mean, granted, you have to be attractive to a person. Of but course, like, no, no, you know, by all means, absolutely. But like, but... if you're gonna go, you know, I'm kind of attracted, but you know. You have a dad bod, so no, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah, girls like dad bods, bro. Believe me. You know the the, I mean, the dudes that are all big, fucking muscular, looking like a million bucks. Cheeks like those types, but more like for a fling, not for a long term relationship. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I gather. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what I do know is this: is that last night was the premiere of SmackDown. Um, <laughs> It was the start of the new season, the season premiere of SmackDown. So, Jimmy, I think we've given the people 30 minutes of fun and frivolity and, you know, all kinds of goofiness. So let's uh, also known as AEW Wrestling. Um, Also, so let's 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 talk the professionals. Let's talk SmackDown. Jimmy, how about we do the number one company in professional wrestling and sports entertainment just quietly. Number one. And they don't, no, but that's no. the thing. They don't have to. They don't. They don't have to do anything. They, they just <laughs> they are who they are. So last night's uh, show uh, on ten thirteen um, twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's right. We're twenty twenty three, right? Just quietly. Still, dead bods for the win. By the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> little secret. That's the lady I went on the date with last night. 
Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, Shout outs to... Uh, talk about the Wendy. <laughs> it's Wendy. Wendy Anderson. What's going on? Doctor. 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 Dr. Wendy Anderson. Dr. Anderson. Ah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, don't Doctor. mind me continue Doctor on, John. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So last night's show on 10 13 2023 uh, was from the BOK Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and uh, Oklahoma is it great. It was hot. Because, huh? It was a hot crowd, too, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oklahoma's great. And, and here's, here, um, here's a good thing. Here, here's a good thing about Oklahoma that I uh, and people are like, wow, most people from Texas say Oklahoma isn't great. I think Oklahoma's great. I love it. The reason why is because without Oklahoma, Texas would fall into the uh, Gulf of Mexico because Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> you know, I've heard some good things about Oklahoma by numerous people, actually, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it's actually not fun. Like I I do want to like. There's a train that leaves from Fort Worth and goes up to Oklahoma City. And it's a four-hour train ride, like, and I'd love to do that and like do for a weekend, just for fun and shits and giggles and walk around and like they have this uh, part of a uh, downtown called I think it's called like uh, the Brickyard or whatever. It's like brick roads and buildings and all kinds of really cool stuff. Like I've been to Oklahoma City a couple of times, but never really like s- s- hung out there. Right, um, right, right. It, it seems pretty. It's, it's a pretty dope town. Like once you get outside Oklahoma City, there isn't much. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's like, just fucking fields. Yeah, like I, it's it's pretty <laughs> flat. It's it's like it started the flatlands of Kansas, Nebraska, all that. Like I've been out to Enid, Oklahoma. Um, I've been out to um, you know, Woodward, Oklahoma. Like they're like tiny places that you're just like, oh man, that's yeah. But that's that's the you know that's the heart of America. You know what I mean? That it really is. Places, dude. It, right. It really is. That's where we get our food and everything along those right. lines. But. Um, but you know, I mean, there's some good things about it as well. Um, and of course there's lots of gambling because of the Indian casinos up there. Um, in and Oklahoma? Tulsa, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, well, there's a whole bunch of casinos there. Oh, they advertise here in da- in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Hey, oh, you should be an hour and a half and you could, you could be gambling across the border. So um, you can't gamble in Texas? Not, not at a casino. Like That's you could good, do the man. lottery. I like that. I fucking like that. Cause here. Yeah. We've got a little casino, like every sort of like, no shit. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Almost a quarter mile, man. Mm. And they're open till like five, six, seven, eight in the morning, dude. And they're all just slot machines, like mm. slot machine. Fucking, but dude, it's just bad, man. The amount of people that just blow their cash on that shit, mm. it's just crazy, man. The yeah, fact so there's like, one on every block, yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like Oklahoma and Louisiana have gambling. You know, right. um, like Oklahoma, it is. Um, oh yeah, like Dark side, you have to go to Windstar in Oklahoma uh, for any gambling. Um, Windstar is a big one up there. It's a giant one in Oklahoma. Um, and then there's also Choctaw Casino is not far. And it's in Oklahoma, right across the border. They cater towards Texans, and then and in um, Louisiana, they got Shreveport and, and Bossier City, and they have gambling there too, like big casinos and everything like that. Um, and they cater to Texans as well, especially East Texan, like some of Dallas and and going towards like where my parents live. You hear all that kind of stuff. Um, so, and welcome, Dark Side Caster. Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. that. 
I know, I'm not a gambler, so I couldn't. I forgot Windstar is the name of that place, and then that helped me remember Choctaw. But yeah, like, but they're on Indian reservations up in Oklahoma, so like they have the giant actual casinos and stuff. But so then, they're on the reservations. Uh, they're on reservation land. Yeah. So you're so. allowed to go there though, like yeah, to go gamble even oh, as a non-native. Okay, yeah, because right, because okay. they get all the money. Right, right, like, right. Of course, you know, yeah, and like so in a lot of states. A lot of times what will happen if there's Indian reservations in that state, Indian uh, Indian reservations, that tribe will build a casino because it's a massive amount of revenue from them, right? So, like, you know. Where they get the money from, man? I mean, when you think about it, they must be pretty loaded. Because, because what happens is they, they work with developers, um, and developers will help with credit or whatever, knowing that they're going to make a ton yeah. of money, right? right, right, um, right. So it's like, oh, hey, Arzol. Good to see you this morning. That's hey, a new one. I haven't seen him before. Um, so good morning to you as well. Um, <laughs> so the that's a lot of times the capital is the, the 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 tribe puts in you know an investment a seed money for capital. Uh, other business ventures will come in and work as partners. But you're going to make a ton of money. Like it's wow. just especially when you border states like Texas who don't allow gambling, and then you have that in there. Or like, say your state doesn't have gambling, but you're on Indian reservation, you can. The amount of people who are going to flock because you could do sports betting, you could do the slots, you could do cards, right, you right. could do all that kind of stuff. You know, like that was that was um, a big deal. I remember when I was in in junior college playing baseball, there was an Indian reservation not far from where we were in in California, and you know, guys would take off to go gamble all the time <laughs> there. Yeah, shit. Yeah, like, that's, and I mean, crazy. It, and it wasn't like this big, massive one, but like it was, it was legit. They had everything there. They had slot machines. They had, you know, poker. They had blackjack. They had sports betting and all that. It was just, it was, it wasn't a grandiose, you know, casino, but it was there and it was making the tribe money. You know, I mean, you know, and, and it, it brings in jobs to the area. It, it does, sure. it does a lot. You know, now, I mean, is it the best? I don't know. I'm not saying. It doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter if it's the biggest shithole on this planet. As long as you can gamble, people will flock to it. No oh matter yeah, what, and I mean, well, I mean, hello, you're going to Louisiana to gamble. Yeah, it's fucking awful. I mean, so, um, I've I live there. I can say that as a 20 year resident of Louisiana. So, well, is Louisiana that bad, dude? Um, look, it has look. The food is great, especially when I'm you live where it. I live. You know, yeah. don't. The people who, who are up in that Shreveport area next to Texas, that's bullshit. It's not really Louisiana. Even South Lake Charles, uh-huh. it's not really Cajun. It's kind of bullshit. You got to kind of go over a little bit and find Cajun food and all that kind of stuff. Why is there um, a lot of bullshit though? Like that, say it's Cajun, but it's not because because they want to they want because it's unique and it's it's different, and because they want to cash in on like having Cajun food is a big deal. It's seafood yeah, with cool. spice and flavor and, and all these yeah, kind of yeah. things. And then what they'll do, and this is what really pisses me off. Someone will have a Cajun restaurant and they'll have Creole food on there, which Creole food is like more New Orleans style, right, stuff like right. that. And they're not the same thing. They're similar, but they're not the same. You cannot call yourself a Cajun restaurant if you have Creole food on there. If anything, you're <laughs> Cajun and Creole restaurant. And if you right, don't right. put that on there, then you're a fucking liar and I hate your guts and I will not go to your restaurant. So like, you know, I guess growing up that way you learn how like Cajuns are fiercely independent 
and and protective of their food. And, you know, that's the, because of that reason, it's a culture. It's not just the food. It's part of the culture of being Cajun. And so right. they're fiercely defending that. That would be like um, Australian meat pies for you, right? Like those oh, are a big yeah. deal. Look, we have yeah. some, we have some here and they're great. Like what you guys do with meat pies are fucking amazing. Um, I get sick of them though. I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> look, I, I love them. I, I look, there's a place, right? Uh, so one of the local grocery stores, HEP, massive grocery store chain here in Texas. There's two Australians who opened a kitchen in, in Austin and they're making really? Australian style meat pies and they I'm sell sure. them to HEB. Um, you know, that is, uh, and so like, that's where I get my meat pies is for, it's called boomerang. And <laughs> no shit. That's yeah. Cool, right. But like, then I go, so I was like, let me look up Australian meat pies. And I see like four some and of 20 the, bro is the, is the, they called four and 20 meat pies. That's the number one brand. Look, meat pies. I don't, whoever, like, I like part of me wants to go to like local bakeries and try. I'm sure they've got like, yeah, pies yeah. Look, like 4 and 20 is not the best pie, it's just the biggest name pie because you know, it's right. like, you know, the but it's not the best. No, by far not the best. You know what you got to try? That's a shame. A pasty, really? Remember that? A pasty, okay. right? P A S T I E. Basically, it's like a pie, right? Except it's got um, carrots, peas potato and oh, meat good. in it so shepherd pie no shepherd's pie well to us oh well it's got like a cream you know the the potato on top of the shepherd's pie uh-huh. these have got pastry over it though oh well because i mean we have shepherd's pie that come like that where the pastry, pastry? Yeah. yeah 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 you can have it like that too but a proper shepherd's pie is without the pastry it's with the mm-hmm. Like the mashed potato on top. You see, this is again where Americans were like, ah, yeah, it's, it it's, a, it's all shepherd's pie. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you'll see one with like a, a cover top and slits and all that. And um, Trust me, try a pasty, man. They should be making them at that boomerang place that you're talking about. They yeah. have to be making those too, man. I'm sure they just call it like, they call it a shepherd's pie. If I remember thinking, seeing it. Um, really? Yeah. No, but there's uh, a difference. You can buy a shepherd's pie, for example as well like which they're, they're different but, believe me it's not exactly the same okay here let me, ingredients let me, though yeah let me show you let me show you uh, i know exactly what you're talking about uh, i don't know but, about the boomerang thing but yeah yeah so that, that's what i'm saying like this is this is their thingy right here so yeah um, see that's a shepherd's pie a typical one right there right so see like they oh, call it that. they're 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 just calling them yeah so What's like that you, in the middle there um, in the middle is a spinach and mushroom, a steak What's and potatoes. Still a pie? Yeah, uh, they're calling these all pies. Okay. Australian inspired oh. eats, you know. Um, that looks like a pasty to me. Pretty yeah. similar. So here, hey. here, let's meet their pies. Classic pies, right? You got a right. chicken classic. So it's it's like, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, and I see it like yeah. chicken and shit. Yeah, chicken and mushroom, which I've had, which is very good. I like the chicken and mushroom one. Uh, steak and potato. I've had that one. It's very good. Um, I've had the traditional beef. That's right. very good. And beef shepherd's pie. I'm not a carrot or peas fan, so really? not so much. And then they have vegetarian pies, spinach and mushroom. The mac and cheese. Had that. Let's go. I ain't mad at that one. I uh, can tell it's very, very uh, Americanized, too, the pie. Right. Like, for example, the mac and cheese. 
Like, we love mac and cheese, but I've never seen that as a pie. Put it that right. way. Right. Mind you, these are Australians <laughs> who've opened up a shop in Texas in Austin. Right, right. And they're selling these pies. It's like our not-so-Aussie pies, Southwest chicken pie, a pepperoni <laughs> pizza pie. That oh, that good. would be fucking sick. That was good. We, that yeah. would be good. I love pizza pies, bro. They're, they're yeah. the shit. Oh. And then they have bigger sizes they're calling Mighty Meat. Because, you know, they're the little right, tiny right. pies that fit in your hand. And these are yeah, bigger. These, these we are call good. those party pies. The proper oh, these pies ones? are those ones, right? Okay. These ones yeah. here are the proper pies. You want those. Okay. The smaller ones, they're called party pies. Part they're called party pies, the smaller ones. Right. Okay. Well think yeah. about it. They're like, you know, finger food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you, you need like four of them to make a meal. Oh like, minimum, you know. bro. Minimum. Yeah. Damn but it, it's a snack attack right now. Yeah, it is the snack attack. <laughs> like Chris Williams says in the chat, I'm starving now looking at these pies, John. God uh, damn it. Well, you know. God damn I, it, pal. We haven't even started with SmackDown yet. Um, <laughs> I just want to eat a pie, man. <laughs> um, yeah. God. But, look, look, we'll do that. All right, let's go down to, <laughs> let's get started, uh, and we'll talk about today's show, um, or last yeah, night's show. Can we just uh, eat pies? Well, we could. I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the snack at that for the rest of the, the, rest <laughs> yeah. of the day. But, I, look, I will say this preemptively. I enjoyed this show for the season premiere i mean i think part of that momentum from last week i think helped a lot you know last week's show was fairly decent and then this week's show um i think you know for a season premiere um they brought some stuff this week right so Ooh, we had the loaded show, show john huh they loaded this show man oh they loaded yeah and they were building on the momentum from tuesday i really feel like Absolutely. they had that momentum yeah. from tuesday let's roll it on in here because hey by the way we have AEW has their shit tonight as well. Yeah, Might as true. well. I don't know what they Why did last not? night, but let's go for you it. I don't even want to know, bro. Not not <laughs> that they're even competing because Friday nights, like it's not even close. It's not even close. Like no, and they're not head to head technically. I mean, Rampage yeah. starts right after SmackDown, but if they went head to head, Rampage would get annihilated. But here's the crazy part: the numbers aren't even close, and they're not head to head. Right, right, I know. And you technically have the lead-in of WWE, and oh, I'm going to flip over to AEW. Oh no, I I don't do that. Well, ninety percent of the time, if I watch this, I don't flip over. Well, the yeah. irony about that is that Rampage lately has been beating out Collision, bro. <laughs> Think about that now for a moment, because uh, Collision is supposed to be like an A show, like Dynamite. Yeah. Yet the show that starts at 11 p.m. Eastern. On a Friday fucking night, he's beating out the Saturday primetime A show. Like, what the hell's going on there, dude? Look, yeah. And, I mean, I know we talked about Punk and he had to go and everything, but obviously... It's the Punk effect, man. He's a needle mover. Yes, he's a needle mover. But it's not, again, it's not worth it to jeopardize the health of your company for that. Um, Speaking of which, I think we've wanted to talk about this, but I think... And mentioned we saw in the news this week WWE is not interested in signing CM CM Punk. I don't buy that. You don't buy I it. Don't, no, I don't buy that because I think WWE and CM Punk, for that matter, are feeding all sorts of shit to the dirt sheets, bro. That's I mean, what I, I, think. I don't. I look. I don't think WWE gives a crap about the dirt sheets, but I could. Yes, I could see CM Punk doing that. You know. Um, He's been awfully quiet too, John. Very sort of quiet. Well, here's the thing though, right? I think part of the reason why he's being quiet is because he doesn't want to take the 
the criticism because of his last run and how he behaved. You know, I mean, if he says something, let's be honest. If he says something, I'm gonna be like, okay, whatever you fucking cry, baby. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? If he says, well, he's damned if he does. He's damned if he doesn't. You know what I mean? But that's not his job. That wasn't his job in AEW. His job in AEW was to show up and wrestle. Not to run <laughs> right. shows, not to be talent, not to call people out. His job was to show up and wrestle and to help grow the business with his knowledge and you know, talking to the younger guys and wrestling and putting things together. I He took on roles that were not what he was hired for. And he was causing issues in the locker When you had to create a second show because you split the locker room, Jimmy, that's not good. It's yeah, but is good. it his fault per se, really? When I say that, this is Tony's fault, in my opinion, for even doing that. It goes that. back to Tony. I agree with right. you 100%. He could but... have fucking settled this shit and made these guys fucking, you know, bury the hatchet. But instead, he gives one, you know, one set of people their show. He could have done set... this. Hey, you're the talent. I hired you. I own the shit. You do what I say. Exactly. And you will work with the people I work with, and you right. will do what I say, or you can get the fuck out. And that's the problem. Tony's not doing that. He's not making those things. He's not, you know. And and yes, I agree. This is a Tony Khan problem. But again, this is CM Punk being CM Punk. He's he he self sabotages everywhere he goes. I mean, he he's a self sabotager. You know, that look at Ring of Honor. Look at how he left. You know, look at WWE and look at how he left. You can't Ring of Honor really that bad the way he left though. I mean, yeah, considering the fact that yeah, I I mean I think I wouldn't say seeds, it was that I bad, man. That, the seeds were big. He bigger. had he had a send-off though, man. He had a good send-off still. He did have a send-off, but still let's put it this way. The seeds of who he was was there. Right now, yeah. if we can, we're having that the the fortitude of being able to look back 2020 and go, oh, I can see some of that. What we see later on in WWE and what we see later on in AEW. Oh yeah, he's he's his attitude hasn't really changed when you think about it. Yeah, and I mean, I think it, then I think where I I really I really saw that narcissistic, self-absorbed attitude. Oh, he's narcissistic. That's an understatement, bro. Was the look? I used to watch uh, Chris Hardwick from Nerdist and stuff like that. He had this YouTube channel where he would go bowling with celebrities, right? And they would do bowling and have fun, like because Chris Hardwick's dad was is in the Professional Bowling Hall of Fame here in the United States, right? Wow. So Chris Hardwick knows how to bowl. He's a nerd, but he knows a, he can he can bowl. And they had a they had an episode with WWE superstars. One of them was CM Punk. Right. And so in the beginning, they're all talking and everything like that. And, you know, paying attention to CM Punk. And of course, he's crushing it. As it gets later, they just start ignoring Punk and he doesn't do as well. And they realize, oh, if I don't pay attention to him, he's not as good. Right. So literally at one point, he turns around and says, pay attention to me. Like he's screaming at people. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, you know, I remember that. I remember that. And I mean, granted, that's a little bit of a bit, but like at the same time, that's who he is. Like, that's who he is as a person. And he's hopefully playing the smart game of being quiet by saying, you know what? If I say anything right now, people are going to tell me to shut the fuck up. 
Well, he's of... deleted a whole bunch of his posts too. But yeah. like all his posts from 2023 have been cleared, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Which is odd as well. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's because of legal issues or and whatnot, but uh Well, and yeah. he just cover he's it's Jimmy, let's see why cover your ass. You know, he doesn't want anything to like come out and be like, oh no, I can't believe I said this, or can you believe what punk said? And you know, all these kind of things. He's covering his ass, as always. So well, do you think in the long run, right? Honestly, and and we'll and we'll get to SmackDown in a moment. Yeah. First of all, one thing Tony Khan needs to realize: a AEW is only a four-year-old company, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on, build some fucking uh, mileage on, on this company, get some prestige yeah. going. I mean, think about it. How long did it take WCW to get to number one? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, what iteration of WCW? Because there was Jim Crockett, oh, yeah, there was Jim Crockett promotions, right? Exactly, and then NWA, right. and then WCW, and then. NWA, WCW, and then it became WCW. I mean, even Crocker, then, you know, Jim Crocker Promotions, NWA, onto WCW. That is the same company to me. Yeah, the yeah. Original, well, well, JCP the original and NWA. Yeah, and then you had kind of WCW, then NWA and WCW, because then you had, oh, this matches NWA rules, and then this is WCW rules, which NWA you could throw somebody off the top rope, WCW you couldn't. You know, I mean, like. You know, but it's all in the same show. It's confusing as as hell. And so, like, all right, cool. So then you had everything Ted Turner and WCW. That was what eight, like late eighties, early nineties, right? Late eighties. WCW when it when it first started. Yeah. Yeah, late eighties. Late eighties, and then Bischoff took over in ninety three, I believe, and then was the early nineties, maybe. I'm pretty sure it was late eighties. I think it was late eighties. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure, like eighty eight, eighty nine, around there. Yeah, I'm not a wrestling historian, and when I, I feel like eighty five or eighty seven sound good, but I don't know. Uh, oh, oh yeah, medium five is right. It was the NWA that you it was the NWA. Throw, you like could that. throw the top rope. That's right. Thank you, medium five. Appreciate that. Um, I'm not a wrestling historian, but I listen to a lot of podcasts and get everything confused. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, but the point is, is yeah, it took time, and 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 I think the problem is Tony and them got shoved into the deep end. You know, hey, we're a company, we haven't even started, and we're already getting a TV deal. We have right. no anything yet, except for the promise of something. And here you go, you're on TNT. Another issue is he's got a personal problem with WWE. He thinks they think of him every day. You know what I'm saying? Let's like, get fucked, Tony. Who do you think you are, man? They don't. They don't even care. They don't but in care. saying that, he should just fucking accept where they're at. Because the thing is, is there a danger of AEW going, you know, belly up? Unfortunately for them, there's eerily similar, sim- you know, similarities with WCW going bust. If you know what I mean, towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the biggest problem right now that Tony has is that he's not different than. He's less right. than. You need to be uh, either you need to be than. better than, less than, or different than. And right, he is right. not better than, and he is not different than. He is less than, and that does absolutely. not help. And that's a recipe for disaster. But so. in his eyes, like he thinks they're legitimately like on WWE level. You're not Tony. You're not no. on production wise. You're not in ring wise. You don't even know how to tell the story, man. And that's okay that you're not on their level. You're you're right. a it's exactly company. embrace it exactly. Be different. Exactly. Right. Be different. You know. But, 
Nope. Yeah, whatever. So let's be different and talk about SmackDown. And let's, let's talk about the, the Smack show. Attack. Hey, <laughs> no recaps. We start off true. with John Cena coming out to Tulsa That's and true. welcome him to the preseason premiere of SmackDown. <laughs> and then we get the big dog, Roman Reigns, coming out um, so you want with his crew. You know, <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, uh, he calls John Cena Hollywood. Which is interesting because I think we remember John Cena telling somebody else that and calling them Hollywood. Um, somebody of uh, Samoan descendancy, someone of Samoan bloodline. Um, <laughs> look, at one point, um, you know, he said he wants, and Roman says he wants to tell us to acknowledge him, and you're trading for a coward. The man is showing up because I took my leave, and he had the audacity to show up and convince me to call him the greatest of all time. Uh, now, let's be honest here, John. You all know who the GOAT is. It's the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. But we've ran into this before, and we're handled it, so we're going to do it again. Leave, or I'll make you leave. And John's talking about all the energy that happened that night and how WWE is predictable, unpredictable. You never know who shows up. Um, 1,131 days you've held that championship. In my mind, no matter what the announcer says, that's the greatest accomplishment of all time, and it's earned. And I'm not here to challenge you tonight because I haven't earned it. But I know someone who has. Hey. And look, I'm going to be honest. Because the SAG after strike is still going on, I thought maybe The Rock would come out. Maybe. Nah. Just a touch. But then LA Knight came out, and it, which blew the roof off the place. Dude, um, baby's got thrown in the air as soon as he's music, look, keep, bro. Look, um, <laughs> I love the line. Let me talk to you. You're pissing your pants, yet? Yeah? You're Roman Reigns, <laughs> right? Head of the table, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're a tribal chief, Everybody's right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't introduce him. I didn't introduce myself. You know, uh, you know you, that year fucking champ is going to become the new what champ, bro? Well, yeah, that, that's the whole point. That's why he did it. That's why he he did an impact and everything else. He wanted something to go on. Dummy, with that. yeah, that's what I want to see back yeah. again. Oh, oh, dumb, especially throwing dummy. Um, oh my god! I didn't, oh, how rude of me! I didn't introduce myself. You've been sitting at home on the couch for the last month and a half, and. <laughs> And so, tell me. like, Tulsa, tell him who this game is in. Um, <laughs> and then, like, this good. interaction was very good of Roman. They're coming back and forth, um, you know, and, and going after each other. Um, I, I really like this kind of segment um, to start the show. Uh, and then, of course, we have Jimmy attacks LA Knight from behind, and he tosses Jimmy out of the ring. And Heyman is trying to play Peacemaker and Roman tells Solo to destroy Knight. So Solo proceeds to challenge LA Knight to a match later that night. Um, so that's going to be our main event is LA Knight versus Solo Sokoa, which we saw, what, two weeks ago in a match before the tag match with John Cena at the pay-per-view, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right. All right. Absolutely. So we've already seen it. We know what happened the last time. But it's the season for and Roman's there, so who knows? Um, We're going to pretend it never happened. Right. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think it's pretend. Nah, it's nah, more nah, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, season yeah, premiere, bro. Pretend. Come on. Season premiere. We do have to pretend. That was last season, bro. This is a new season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. New season. So uh, then we got the prettiest return of all time with Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes right after this. So um, look, look, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, 
I didn't understand it at first why the vet loved these guys so much because I didn't really watch yeah. NXT. And right. now that they're on SmackDown and then they were good and then they left and now that they're back, I love Pretty Deadly. They are Yes boy. They, yes boy. Like oh, <laughs> like the the moment one of them was I I think almost falling off the 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 ring and they're like Kid Elton and they're trying to like grab each other's hands and all you like like there's that kind of stuff that they did in this match. Um oh man, it was Dude, can I can I ask you something just off the subject of this match for a second? Okay. Um have you seen um LA Night in high school? It's a little skit. <laughs> no. Oh, dude, can I show you something? Can I show everyone something? You'll laugh. This is good. Okay. Well, look, here, let, I'll keep talking about what you haven't pulled up already. Uh, I will in a moment. As a matter of fact, there's my downloads folder and I'll, and I'll get it. Oh, wow. What are you? Oh, there we go. I found it. All right. Check this out. All right. Let me, you got to add it. You got to add it to the. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> let me talk to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to finish the story. Shut up, I'm talking. I'm going to put it to you like this. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. You go ahead and take a walk-in cell. Ain't nobody trying to hear your prepubescent voice. Dummy. Yeah. You blew it. Dummy. Yeah. You choked. Dummy. Yeah. I think you lost it. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. What did? Yeah! 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 Bro, this is fucking nightmare fuel. Yeah, that's it, dude. Okay. That is so well done, man. That's fucking nightmare feel, dude. What's that? What do you mean? Like, do you not know what nightmare feel is? No, like the, the thing, that... like the way the guy was doing everything. You like, you're gonna, it's gonna be in your nightmares. It's gonna feed your nightmares. It's gonna make it all terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, you blew it, dummy. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> you <Yeah>. choked. So, <laughs> that was funny, man. Yeah, it was good. So we have the first yeah. match of the night, which is Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. Um, and again, the Brutes and like I love that this was their return match because this is the match that um was it Elton got hurt in with the Brawling Brutes. <laughs> So it was like a little bit of a revenge kind of aspect to it. It was very fun. Came out with the the stroller, or not the stroller, the wheelchair, the bedazzled wheelchair. For an injured shoulder. For an injured shoulder. Again, just (laughs) brilliant. And and, But I'm going to be honest. These guys did great. They did a good job. I found it interesting, though, that Pretty Deadly gets the win because you had the Brawling Brutes on Tuesday night. They had the momentum of the win of beating Gallus and everything along those lines with um, Tyler Bate, who gets How the shout out. that match, dude? Yeah. On NXT, my God. Yeah, but Tyler Bate gets the shout out on SmackDown. So 
gotta wonder how long it's gonna be till he is up here. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you had all that momentum, but still, I think the right choice here is that you know, pretty deadly wins. And again, they win in a pretty deadly fashion. You know, they uh, Elton fakes his injury, um, and um, Elton's strong. Yeah, and so he <laughs> he fakes a shoulder injury again, and in that process, Butch comes over to while the ref is has her back turned, and uh, Kit does a you know I guess a disaster kick or an enziguri or whatever, kicks him, and then immediate roll up to Butch one two three, pretty deadly gets the win and celebrates and rides around in the in the in the uh, wheelchair and do the whole. Woo. Kind of Do you thing. think they're going to get the tag team championships pretty fast? Uh, I think, if I'm honest, okay. Here's the reason why I like this. Not this, anytime now, obviously, because no, of no, no. Cody and Jason I, I, to tell this story. I think I think it needs to be maybe six months down the road at best. Right, but right. Like, you build them up, you build them back up. Because and this was a good start because uh, the Brawling Brutes is where they got and Butch got hurt. And so here's the other interesting story you're telling. Elton got the pin on Butch, who hurt him in the last match. Um, right. Yeah. And yes, uh, that was great on commentary where Michael Cole was describing Deadly's gear uh, and talking about crop tops and everything like that. <laughs> it was great. It cracked me up. Um, the fact that Michael Cole is having to talk about those things uh, was really great. Um, so, uh, but man, there was a lot about this match. The beach of the Bodron, where you had uh, Butch and um, uh, what's it called Holland Ridge. Um, Ridge has got the guy on the ropes. Butch has got the guy on the table. They're one, two. You know, they're doing it there. Um, this was a really, really good match. I enjoyed it. It was, it was um, fun. I think between the seriousness and the brutality of the brawling brutes, and the humor and the heel chicanery of pretty deadly this made for a really really good time yeah it was a fun match man and it was a great tv match in fact this whole show had an energy to it starting with this match to start the show i mean yeah pretty deadly think about it how long were they in nxt for dude i don't know i i, I didn't watch NXT. they weren't there for that long that's what's funny they actually really weren't i mean they got pushed up to the main roster pretty quick and because they were in NXT Europe for a while, though, weren't they? When that, when I think they were at first, but I wasn't watching NXT UK at that time. Yeah, so. or UK, whatever it's called. And then I remember because they came over before they started to shut down in in, in uh, NXT UK, right? Because yeah. like they were already popular enough. Like it was them and the Grizzled Vets, right? Uh, I think made that transition over NXT before they did. They did right? You know, um, so. And I don't remember how long ago that was. I just remember about three years ago, maybe. Oh no, two years ago. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I, I, I guess. But you know, I, I've enjoyed them. I think. I think it's because they not only are good in the ring; they have great character work, and it's just they're they they are probably the best. Ugh, I don't want to say the best tag team in WWE, but like. Well, when it comes to an actual tag team, like an actual tag team, yeah, they are the best tag team. I, yeah, it, it's hard not to say that. I mean, it's you can hard. say the Usos, but the Usos aren't a thing anymore. I know right. I'm, you can say Cody and Jason. I'm not talking about that. Mm. I'm talking about as pure tag team, like a, an actual tag team. They are right now the best, in my opinion. Right. 
I, 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 I can't disagree with that at all. And I thought this was very well done. And it was, uh, I think, the, the right team won. And I love the way they did it. Everything about this match just clicked and was great and, and, and really set a good tone for the night after that opening promo segment. Um, so after that, we have uh, Bobby Lashley barging in on Carlito's interview with Kayla Braxton, and he welcomed Carlito back to WWE and says that their history is water under the bridge, and Carlito suggests they should have a singles match. And then the Street Profits attack Carlito from behind with a steel chair and beat him up, and then uh, Adam Pierce and Jason Jordan appears yeah, and prevented yeah. Lashley from delivering a vicious chair shot, and he tells Carlito to make sure he doesn't bite off more than he can chew. So... Uh, after that, then we have Zelina Vega backstage with Bailey, um, uh, and Please. they're arguing. And Zelina has the stupid sandal, the chancla um, that she's waving around that has LW we on call it. Call it the bandofla. Yeah, <laughs> everybody has it. Have you seen? Have you? It's on TikTok. I'm not gonna pull it up, but have you seen the one where this one white guy talks to these other guys and like, hey, you gotta stand up to your mom, and like, it's the power of the no. chancla and. It's like uh, no. all the all like cultures who use sandals to whack their kids, and like there's there's Greek, there's um, yeah. there's let's see, there's Italian, Greek, it was Greek, uh, Hispanic, uh, African, like there's like and and they do it like Power Rangers, and it's like the power, <laughs> like uh, oh, you, you, uh, yeah. they say the name of whatever they call it, you know, and then yeah, they come yeah, and they, and they like it's like all these moms become Power Rangers. And I want to see that now. Now I want to see dude, that shit. It's hilarious. I don't know, like you know, uh, what do you talk to like to get it? Uh, like on TikTok, because uh, now um, I want to know. Because <laughs> uh, what I can do is I can download the video and then play it. Like that's what I did with the yeah. LA Night fucking little thing. Okay, it's a uh, it's on TikTok by it's called Chancla Rangers or Chancla Unite. And it's these five spell, guys. Wait, TikTok. Let me go to TikTok. So how do you um how do you spell it? Well, here, I'll just do it. Okay. No, here, you, but uh, do you know how to download the video? Like, I don't even example, have to download it. I can just share it. Okay, you can do that. I can just share my screen. Go for it. I want to see it. I want to see it, damn it. God damn it, pal. Oh, here we go. Now we're rocking. <laughs> 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 Chunkler Rangers. Is that the Arab mom? Yeah. Hey, lady. He's not afraid uh, of you. Yeah. Get the keys, the way. Oh no. Oh god. Oh shoot. Chop chop, chancla, chinela, chapal, akupaku. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what? It's pretty well done, John. Yeah. It looks sort of like semi-legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fucking good, man. Is you there know, more you to could this? Sue. Oh, no! 
<laughs> I swear that seems like a, an actual show, man. Like it could be, it could be. Uh, yeah, uh, it's great. But anyway, uh, so they have this thing in the back, and Adam Pierce is just fed up. He says, "I have other things to deal with." So he tells the lady to settle their issues in the ring. Go get a ref and go put it in the ring. Um, which this is interesting because this is foreshadowing for what's going to happen later. So keep that in yeah, mind. Absolutely. Um, and so then after that, we have the bloodline locker room where Roman wants to know what Jimmy Uso is doing. And he said, I'm just trying to be like you. And I'm making adjustments. If plans don't work out, I'm making audible. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> like, I don't know if that was scripted or not. Cause it looked like Roman really broke for a second where he laughed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like banging audibles <laughs> and Roman, um, Roman asked Jimmy if he thinks he's the quarterback and what he would do if he was a quarterback. Jimmy says he would bring another his brother back to the bloodline. Roman says that Jay is old news. The only thing that matters are those tag team titles. And that uh, and the longer Jay continues to hold those titles is an insult to the bloodline and their legacy. And the fact that Jay is running with Cody Rhodes is just a slap to the face like a chunk up. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's like, I don't want to be slapped. Well, I don't want you to be slapped in the face. Uh, Jimmy doesn't make the audibles. Roman does. So then we we go to the second match of uh, Bailey with damage control and Zelina Vega. This was not long at all as it should be because Zelina Vega is nowhere near um, the level of Bailey, um, and I I think it was fine. I I have no problem with that. Um, She's cocky, for but like, can't do nothing. I'm talking about Zelina Vega. Like, she's oh, not a yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like she's just there to have wardrobe malfunctions and you know to shake everything. She's not there to wrestle. I mean, if yeah, she is, like, even even when they try to do the whole Puerto Rico thing, that match was so subpar. Rhea Ripley covered everything and carried everything. Dude, that was bad. Yeah, and she just made she just looked so bad. So um, she's so useless, man. I've seen, I've noticed that she's been training with a, you know, significant other in Alistair Black or Malachi <laughs> Black in the ring. I don't know, man, what he can do to teach her, but I don't know. Maybe it's his size, dude. She's just uh, right now in the women's division. WWE's women's division right now, as a whole, is stacked. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it really it's is more, uh, like. You know, um, I think I think it, it's 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 interesting to see that, and then like, which is interesting because we see some you know talent that wasn't normally on the show make the show tonight, which I think is interesting. So, but I'm fine with this. Like though, at the end of the day, because we're trying to um, tell a story, the bit was that hey, we're doing anything, and then we're going to beat up so uh, Selena Vega, and then Charlotte comes out to make the save. You know, because I think it's important. Charlotte still has business with damage control after the last um, pay-per-view. You know, there's still issues there. So this brings us to the midpoint of the show where here comes the game. He comes out, Triple H comes out, and and he says, part of me misses that reaction. It's electric in here tonight. And he doesn't know what time of the year it is. Hell, it's October, which means we come out pretty successful fast lane, and we're on our way to Crown Jewel. Um, and then the Survivor Series, uh, and it starts here with SmackDown, blah, 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 blah. Um, he, you know, he thanks everybody, and then, you know, um, and he said, he's over, uh, he says, uh, Adam Pierce for the last three years as a WWE official has done an incredible job and doing a very thankless job. 
He managed the superstars of Raw and SmackDown. He's overseen both shows and done an incredible job. And for what I say, thank you. And that in mind, that was very difficult. Not a one-person job should do alone. So with that, I'm very happy to tell you, you will no longer be alone. I'm also happy to tell you that at this moment, you, Adam, are getting a promotion. As of right now, Adam Pierce is the now the general manager of Monday Night Raw, which leads me who will be the general manager of SmackDown. And then at that moment, Dominic Mysterio's music comes on, and uh, everybody's like wow. losing their shit, right? Oh, my uh, God, bro. And that he's was starts, hate, dude. Oh, my God. And it was... Like, first of all, it's Dom in general, but the fact that they're like, oh, Dom's going to be, what? What's going on? And I love Triple H. Is like, I'm sorry, Dom. I can't hear what you're saying. Please keep <laughs> down a little up. Dominic. Go ahead. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, but then he said like, oh, I always thought they piped in that noise. <laughs> like uh, He called everybody <laughs> yeah. out who says they're piping in the noise. He's like, oh, wow. I thought they piped in that noise, but boy, it's really loud. They hate you. Like, <laughs> I like how he actually pointed that out too, man. Oh, dude. He, he point, like, that's what I love about Triple H. Oh, yeah. Wow. First of all, I always thought they were pumping in that noise. I didn't realize how He's loud so condescending, it was. He's condescending, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> and then this line, this is where it really popped me. Because um, I, I, I took notes on this and then this line is grabbing. Um, Most people don't know this about me, but I have a large history as a lip reader. And I believe what you were saying yeah. about something was it adjusted to the tag team. Uh, look that Uh, triple h is is great whether that was that was intended or not look it was like that to me he's one of those guys that can ad lib on the fly oh on the fly easily like i don't and i feel like that's what it was you know he's uh, always been that type of guy too man that can just you know ad lib right off the fly man right yeah and so he's, he's a natural at that shit, man. Yeah, you know, basically Dominic is coming out here trying to advocate for Judgment Day getting tag team titles. Um, uh, um, and so and 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 Jay and Cody defending the title tonight when the Judgment Day had a tag team match on Monday. So how could you allow him to do that? And we had all that injustice. And um, and he says, uh, "Hey, you're yelling at the wrong people, Dominic. Here's the thing, Dominic. You're yelling at the wrong people. Like I just said." This is the GM of Monday Night Raw. You need to be talking about the general manager of SmackDown. So let me bring him out here, Nick Aldis. And they called him Nick Aldis, um, which yeah, is interesting. Did you see how weird that was too, by the way? I I, I bet you WB knew that that he wasn't going to get a reaction. So that's why they into, like they um, introduced him the way they did. Right. Well, they had to. I mean, it, I mean, he's, you know, he was on NWA, NWA champ and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I really liked his promo here. He says, well, first of all, I want to thank WWE for the opportunity of a lifetime to be general manager of the number one sports entertainment brand in the world today, SmackDown. I found it interesting that this is how they brought Nick Aldis in. Like, not as a wrestler, but as a general manager. Because let's put it this way. He looks good in a suit, but he fucking looks like he can go, too. Like, he's on, like, he still looks really good. Um, oh, definitely. And then this is setting up the Survivor Series because he talks about healthy competition between their two brands. Um, and he says, Tom, it's good to meet you. I'm a big fan of your dad. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the timing you, of it. Really. I'm a big fan. But, yeah. you know, I, I will say one thing about Nick Aldis. I felt like he was a little monotone, if that makes any sense, throughout yeah. the show. And that could be nerves or, could, no. you know. 
I th- I think that if you've ever watched Nick Aldis promos, he is not overly like excited or he he's very no i know that absolutely yeah. but he just seemed more monotone than usual for me man i, I, I think it's a bad that. thing I, 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 i'm a big fan of nick aldis well here's the thing i think you're comparing you, you think about it. you have triple h out there you have adam pierce out there who's known That's to be firing true. you have dominic out there this is like the opposite of that and then like nick aldis is that calm British guy, you know, British stiff upper lip. We don't react. We don't, you know, you know, like this is who he is as a person. So he doesn't get all fiery a lot of times, you know? And so, um, you know, and so, um, and then, then he uses this to say, Hey, Cody was instrumental in a deal that took Jay Uso to Monday night raw. And so now that we're come, we're a raw SmackDown must have come to SmackDown. And it's my first official act with triple H's blessing. Uh, SmackDown's newest superstar right now. And Dominic says, nobody cares. I'm sorry, what's your name, Nick? And, uh, and then uh, yeah, Mike Dom, we'll get to that in another moment. Right now, the business on hand is SmackDown's newest superstar. I don't care who it is. I'll slap him in the face and he'll respect me. And then Kevin yeah. Owens is now the new SmackDown uh, superstar. And comes out, kicks Mysterio, and gives him a stunner. One, two, three. And Owens shakes hands with Aldis. And that's the end of the segment. It was a, this was a really good segment. I... Enjoyed this one a lot. I liked the idea of, hey, we're introducing Nick Aldis. Not the way I wanted him to come into WWE. I really feel like he looked like a million bucks and could be a great wrestler. But I'm glad he's in the WWE and he's the general manager. I feel like this is a good fit. I think this is this is great. Because here's the thing. Not only is he a general manager. Like, okay, let's be honest. You look at Adam Pierce, You look at Nick Aldis. There's a big difference between the way those two look. They call it million bucks. But that doesn't mean Pierce is not a bad uh like no no either. Like but, I actually like Pierce. But I uh, know, and I mean in Pierce role, is, is a stack dude too. He was a Ring of Honor right. world champion, Absolutely. all that fun stuff. Fuck you yeah. know, and NWA yeah. world champion former. Yeah, champion, but here's the thing. He doesn't um like he's not dressing to like be a wrestler. Like he's making it very clear he's an official, right? He's right. Like Nick Aldis could anyway. still wrestle. Like he's dressed oh, in like he he means business, you know. And 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 uh, I think that's the. I, but I think that's the big thing. I um, think it will lead to him having some matches, surely, dude. Because you know, I mean, even in the GM role, I can see someone pushing him to an extent. Yeah, I mean, look at him; he still looks jacked, bro. Like he really does. Suit. Yeah, he does, man. Yeah, he really does. And I mean, I like this idea that now there's a new voice on Raw. Who's it's not Adam Pierce, and then someone who's going to be able to handle this. Like Nick feels like this, like this tonight. He established that hey, I'm here to handle business. You know, right, you're not right. going to mess around with this. You know, this is oh, sure. what we're doing. You know, we're moving Does, forward with this and all that fun stuff. So, could this lead to a Mickey James return again? Do you think? Ooh, that's a good question, Jimmy. Um, I. I don't see 50, why 50. not. You know, right. I if she know wants why to. they released her. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sure she would love to. You know, but but does she know? Well, I like think she thing, maybe maybe this is next time to be in WWE. And she just wants him to be happy, and she wants to stay at home and be a mom. You know, maybe I don't know. I, mean, well, you know. I think the kids are a little older now, though, man. I think they can. I mean, have their kids got to be like eight to ten years old now, right? Yeah, I think so. 
If only they called him Magnus, though, John. It would have been better. I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> nah, so. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, no. He was bad as Magnus. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> not became, good. He became a bigger deal once he became, you know, Nick Aldis when he was playing himself with his actual yeah. name. Yeah, I mean, I NWA feel- made him look like a million bucks. I'll give him that. Yeah. And I will say this, having met him and, you know, being, he's a genuinely nice man outside of wrestling and everything like that, having met him. So I, I, I want nothing but success for him. And I, I'm, I've always rooted for him um, beforehand. I was like, okay, whatever. But ever having met him, I became a fan. Yeah. He's definitely, um, he's definitely the wrestling character is, is him cranked up to 11 and I appreciate that. And I, I like it. So I'm not mad at that at all. He brings a whole level of class, man, to WWE as well. He does. He does. That's why I'm But at the same that... time. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I'm just I hope they utilize him in a in ring capacity too. I'm okay if they don't though. Like, you know, because unless but is he have... okay with that though? I look, if he wasn't, he wouldn't be here, Jimmy. Like True. when was the last time he's been in the ring though, Jimmy, to be honest? It's been a while. It's been a while. I think maybe he's on the back. I mean, he's older. He's on the back half of his career. So is Mickey. So maybe this is kind of his way to be in the WWE and say, hey, I got my time in WWE. Um, Maybe if he has one match or something like that, like him and Adam Pearce have a match. I don't know. But it it goes back to that you're an authority figure now. You're an official. So, um, But we want an official who looks like a million bucks and nobody's going to mess around with. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. And I think Nick Aldis, um, I don't know exactly his age. He'd be late 30s, at least. Mm, I, think in he's in 40s. His 40s. I think he's in his 40s. Uh, I'm just checking now. Nah, dude, he's there. fucking younger than me. What the fuck? What? You know how old he's? 36, bro. 36? Yeah. Wow. Now, but but how long he's been doing this, though? Uh, yeah. He's been doing this for started. quite a while. From 2003. Yeah. So 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Been, I mean, yeah. yeah, he's 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 a vet, man. Definitely. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's taken him this long to get to WWE. Then again, look at, you know, LA Knight. He's in his 40s, bro. Yeah. And only now he's peaking. Right. You know what I mean? But think I know about he was this. a big deal as Eli Drake, too. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I'm saying in yeah, WWE, yeah. like he's made it to where he's where he is by the age of 40, bro. I mean, and think about this. Nick Aldis was establishing an impact when LA Knight started. Yeah, as you know? Magnus and Team UK, whatever they were called. Yeah, um, at the and time. then right. eventually as, you know, Nick Aldis, you know, I mean. Yeah. Like, he was he was around for a while before, you know. Um, he sucked, though, really, as Magnus, like I said. He wasn't well, I mean, think about it. He was so young. I mean. It, well, yeah. It, I mean, if he's been doing it for 20 years and he's 36, that means he started crazy. Thing, right? I mean, something. You know. I mean, well, no, probably 18, I think. Something like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe 16. Shit. It's 20 years. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Somewhere close anyway. I'm not that good with math, but um, yeah, it sounds like he was pretty young. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. This is just this this adds another level to storytelling that I think will be important in the long run down the road. Um, so after this, we have the bloodline locker room, and Roman is upset that Jay is going to be on the show, and Jimmy's still sitting on the couch drinking his water. 
Jimmy wants to know if Roman is being serious. Just imagine uh, if he was, though. Jimmy said that he's going to run the play and leaves with Solo Sokoa. Um, so then, the way he walked off, he stomped on the fucking on the couch too, on the yeah. sofa. Yeah, <laughs> and Roman's just like, we have a Dragon <laughs> Lee vignette. Cool, Dragon Lee, yay! All right, whatever. I mean, the vignette was pretty well done though for Dragon Lee. Let's be honest, it was, but like, I don't like, know, no big deal, big deal if anything. And yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be in the LWO, right? I mean, because he was backstage oh. when Carlito got hurt. He was yeah, there. I have no idea. He's not officially part of him. Um, he's not. But he's he was backstage. Like he, he was, was there. He was I mean, there. But yeah, he's not officially a member yet. He, we he haven't announced be. him. He will be. Like, look, he's gonna be the Carlitos. You know, got hurt, and so now somebody needs to step in. So Dragon Lee's gonna do it. You know, that's what they're gonna do. So I think Carlito will be back next week, man. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Whatever. It's. It's one I'm of those happy things. for Carlito anyway, man. I, but I'm, here, I'm here's my happy. question. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that's great that he's back. But here's my question, right? So you you show Dragon Lee with Carlito when he got hurt, right? But then you're right. going to have a vignette yeah, later on placement. about him? Like, Yeah, it was kind of bad placement. I'm yeah. assuming, is he a main roster guy now? Because it feels like he is. If you give him a vignette, I'm assuming that's the, the build. Right, that's the build is right. that he's gonna come to SmackDown. That's my thought. Process. Well, he's been on Raw, he's been on SmackDown, he's been on NXT, he's on every show. Well, I think I think that's the bit is like they're building him so that oh he'll he'll, he'll be a main roster guy. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna become a pretty big deal in WWE, not world champion big deal, but you never know. He could become the next Rey Mysterio for you know if he can speak proper English, which he can compared yeah. to his brothers. I mean, Rush oh. can't talk English for shit. No, Dragon Lee, he actually can. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I'm fine with Dragon Lee. I have no problem with Dragon Lee. But I just, it's just, you know, um, I have a feeling he's going to end up in the LWO, and maybe this is how they get rid of Cruz and Del Toro. Him and Carlito become tag team champs, and they move along. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, anyway, like if Kalida breaks off, it's gonna be with uh Santos Escobar, yeah, maybe that's what I think, anyway. But we'll see. <laughs> Moving on, Nick Aldis is confronted by Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. They want to know what he's doing with this running narrative that women tag team titles are cursed. And he says, I need to attend to a meeting that I have with Charlotte Fair. And he saw what happened at Fastlane, and he basically dismisses them, as most people do with the women tag titles. Like if anything, <laughs> well, um, um, so we have Charlotte there, but things are going to change next week on SmackDown. Charlotte will battle EO Sky for the t- Women's Championship, and then Triple H joins the conversation and introduces Charlotte to Jay Cargill. <laughs> Charlotte is nice to find the media. Says it's our pleasure, cool. and Charlotte responds saying, "Oh, it will be." And then Triple H just kind of sliding in between the two, he's, and he's smiling like a fucking. Like, oh, yeah, dude, he's, he's loving it, bro. Up. Oh my god! But look, man. I mean, tell me you're not excited for Jade Cargill right now. The way they've built her, and she hasn't oh, yeah. done shit, right? Oh yeah. Just, you I and mean, I, you and I both know that wrestling wise, she's the shits. Like she is the oh no, the she's the drizzling shits wrestling wise, right? Yeah. But it doesn't matter, yeah. man. She's got this aura about her that she belongs, man. She looks like she belongs. It's well, what are you pointing at? It's it is. 
<laughs> is this time coming? It, well, no, it's the that eclipse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. As oh. a matter of fact, how do I know? Um, one, because my know? kid, my kid texted me that hey, the, he's they have the solar glasses and he's getting ready to watch. But also, <laughs> too, someone else is getting ready to watch the solar eclipse. Um, my man. He's Lance oh. Hey, it is too. He's got the he's got the solar eclipse glasses on. Um <laughs> yeah. wait, is it gonna go so, yeah. totally blackout? Uh no, where we're at, we're gonna get an 80 or 90 percent coverage. So it'll definitely look like a ring of fire around the sun. Like it'll be like dark with a ring of fire around it. It won't be a total eclipse. Next year I've we're gonna a get a few total eclipses. Eclipse. Right, so, I've seen a few eclipses in my neck of the woods, man. Yeah, in my time. Yeah, so we're getting next year. I know is a total eclipse. This year is what they call an annular eclipse, where there's going to be some sections. Uh, it won't get the entirety of the sun. Like even if you see it at a hundred percent, there's going to be a ring around it, so it won't be a total eclipse. You know, total eclipse is complete dark, right? Complete right. black. This isn't that. It's an annular, so you get the sun. the The, the moon is not in the right position where it'll cover the entirety of the sun, you get that ring of fire around it. Still going to look badass. Like, I am, yeah, man. Hey, this is the time, if you live in Texas or in that area, this is the time to start making your way outside and put on your glasses or make your homemade sunspot thingies and go look. Um, or don't and keep watching, you know, listening to us as we as we go. Yeah. Um, don't you want to get, get outside there, John? Nah. Sure? Jacob's doing it. Jacob will take pictures. Okay. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's, fair enough, he's fair enough. Um, I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If anything, let's finish the show and then maybe because it's supposed to be till about twelve thirty or so. Um, maybe one. So I've got some time. So we we finish okay. the show and then maybe I'll go. Um, yeah. all right. So after this, uh, we have the Cody Rose and Jay Uso who are the tag team champions versus Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, which felt like this came out of the middle of nowhere and then uh michael cole said oh yeah this happened over social media it oh, did for fuck's sake like yeah apparently they they started the show like started this by saying grayson waller and um austin theory put a thing over social media and you know, a challenge over social media and apparently cody and jay I, I accepted because they're fighting champs <laughs> yeah well, you know what? Yeah, town down under, and uh, Jay and Cody. It was a fucking good match, dude. It was another fun fucking tag match. Believe it or not, weird. It, 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 like, I will give you this, like for the dumbness of everything coming on. Of oh, we did it through social media because I'm like, well, this came out of nowhere. But yes, they need an easy defense to get started to build up. Why not do it with Ethereum and Waller? Um, but for the most part, this this was a solid match. Um, I really enjoyed it. I like the way they told the story in the ring. They seem to work well together. Everything's saying um, uh, uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought this was this was good. Everything clicked. Um, Everyone's everything got good chemistry too in this match. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really felt like that. I really felt like that. I really felt like Jay and Cody kind of solidified their their work together more. Um. Yeah, the you could they they had more of a team feel. Dude, they even got a tag team finisher. I mean, come on, yeah, Cody One D, crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's it's bizarre. And look, that one's weird to call it that, but still. <laughs> um, I mean, why not? I don't know how long this is going to last for, but it's it's becoming fun. These it's, two, and I'm... it's fun. It's a little weird, but it's fun. I'm I'm going to tell you that it's it's a little weird, but fun. Um, but yeah, no, um, I I enjoyed this one. It was solid. I was honestly surprised by it. You know, this one was one that I was not expecting to be worth anything, and it ends up being worth a lot. It, it, it did a good job, and it, it it did what it had to. It made Jim, uh, Cody and Jay – look, Jimmy and Jay is going to be hard for me to say. Make Cody and Jay look like a legitimate tag team, and Waller and Theory did their job, you know, of being chicken shit Absolutely. heels and making it look, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. They, I, I feel like they did their job, but then they got they're all total douchebags, bro. They they overdid the fucking tan, the the fake tan, for example, especially Waller. I mean, he looks like a friggin', I don't know what the fuck he looked like. But you know what I realized, dude? How big, yeah, how big Waller actually is, dude. Like height wise, he's actually he's a, tall, a pretty big dude. Yeah, he's a tall dude. But he, well, he's you tall. don't realize it until yeah, he's not big, like masculine, no. but he's no. tall. He's definitely the tallest out of everyone in the ring. Yeah, yeah, easily. Like, you just need to build some he, muscle, man. Yeah, it's getting darker. It's getting darker. It does so. look darker, actually, dude. It actually, it yeah, actually looks darker. Like, it actually, yeah, look, shit. come to Smack Attack, watch a watch a solar eclipse. See, to me, right now, it, it looks like you, you, you're at about like five, you know, 5 30 p.m. sort of thing. Yeah, right now, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. It does look dark. Is it is it raining where you're at? Is it going to rain? No, no. Uh, the temperature has dropped though, and like the the weather, like right now, it's 62 degrees outside, which is shit. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's perfect weather. Definitely, man. Perfect. See here, um, man. It's heating it's up. The 70s, and I mean, clock. like we're we're actually getting some fall weather. Thank. <laughs> and dude, oh. it's getting even darker suddenly. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yeah. I can tell. It's What's getting that time fucking darker. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's we'll an annular eclipse. Dark. It's going to get darker. It should. It's going to get real dark. Total so, um, look, a total eclipse of the heart. Um, that's next year. <laughs> this is an annular, annular eclipse, sir. <laughs> annular eclipse. All right. Um, so after this, we got a, a uh, placard thing next week that said, um, Santos Escobar will battle Montez Ford, which I find interesting. Cool. Um, we know that there's a match next week. So then um, we end the night with LA Knight versus Solo Sokoa because run it again. Why not? Um, now, the interesting thing about at the end of the Cody match and Jay Uso is Solo and Jimmy walk out and Nick Aldis comes out and says, no, we are not doing this. We are not doing this. <laughs> like, I like this because nobody steps to Nick Aldis, right? He has that imposing figure to where sure. he's there. No, we're not doing this. You know, we're not doing this. Not tonight. We're not, you know, I mean, um, and he talks everybody down and they go to do their business. So we have Solo versus LA Knight. Um, again, I mean, they had a solid match before the pay-per-view. It was and a they great did another match, game. bro. Yeah, no, they did absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. man. As a matter of fact, I like how this match went because, A, even the finish, it protected Solo, first of all, which is important, right? 
but Solo dominated this damn match. And and let's be honest, man, that that were hard hitting, man. I mean, these two were going at it, bro. Mm. But Solo looks really good in this match, like really good. I I felt. But um, I like the fact that they did protect him, and LA Knight didn't get the win just like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I th- I think this is very well done because it because it also set up something else. You know, it was a solid match. Everything happened. Jimmy comes in, and LA Knight is able to overcome Jimmy and still get the win. One, two, three, um, over Solo Sokoa by protecting him because of that. And then as he goes to celebrate, here comes the big dog, Roman Reigns. Can't overcome that. You got to know he's somewhere around there. And boom, hits the spear and, and, you know, raises the belt and, you know, knocks LA out, night out with one spear. And that's it. Done. Over. And that's the end of our show is um, we end with... um, you know, um, we end with um, Roman holding the belt over a limp and dead, um, a limp and dead. Uh, LA Knight. So, limp dick, fucking LA Knight, uh, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I yeah. mean, <laughs> look, look, it's we, we, we talk, how many times have we talked about this where they have these season premieres, right? And, and they do a good job with them. You know, the problem is, huh? I said weirdly enough. Right. But here's the problem, Jimmy. That's what we expect. And this is one-offs for them, right? That's what I don't like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we expect this. Right, right. They better not blow it, John, because the thing is, when they do shit like this, it kind of gets me excited again and looking, you know, getting in the mood again. And look, all week has been a strong week for WWE. I thought Raw was good. NXT was good. SmackDown was good. Keep this momentum going because this week definitely felt like Triple H was in control once again. Yeah, and I think that's been made very clear as well. He's establishing the fact that he's the big dog on campus. I mean, they were calling him the boss. Yeah. Well, and that's what he is. You know, he's the boss. You know, that's... That's who he is. You know, if anybody has any questions about that, well, the line starts to the left, you know? Right. Um, I, I, I really feel, I really feel like that this was, this was Triple H establishing the fact that this is now mine. I'm now in control. There's nobody else who's going to be doing so. Um, anything that has to happen comes through me and that's the way it goes. And, I really felt like that's what this was tonight. This was him, for lack of a better phrase, establishing his dominance over anybody else who had any questions about creativity and anything wrong with that. But I feel like we've seen that before, though, and then suddenly it felt like a Vince book show suddenly a week later. Like there was some sort of power struggle going on at one stage. Right. But I think, honestly, Jimmy, I think that we we all know that Vince is – on the on the downhill, let's be I honest. I hope so. Yeah, I really um, hope so. And I'm a Vince, and I'm a Vince guy, but man, you're too old, Vince. I'm sorry, man. It's just you're done. You just, yeah, look, he has this has gone past him, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I really feel, and I mean, you just he's too much of a liability. You know, this too. Point. Yeah, he's he's a troublemaker, dude. Literally, <laughs> look. I, as much as I don't want to say that, but he is. He's too much of a liability to be able to have that kind of stuff happen. So um, I personally say 
you know, I love you, Vince. Thank you for all you've done, but here's the door. And that I, <laughs> I feel like this is what this was tonight. This was Triple H saying, we're not going to have to worry about that crazy old man anymore. I got this. I got you. We'll be okay. Now, I hope so. whether that turns into something next week, I don't know. Whether this continues, I don't know. Because how many times, Jimmy, have we had these special event kind of season premieres or this or that or this or that, and then it's really, really good, and then it falls off for the next six months, you know? Just spot on. One too many times, John. Yeah, you know, I just... I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm, I'm, it's kind of like when you, you ever see movies where people walk on ice, um, like frozen <laughs> lake and they just right. walk very gingerly because they don't know when the ice is going to go. This is where I'm at right now. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm giving break. you a little bit. I'm walking out there, but I'm not sure. Cause I feel like the ice is about to break under me. So <laughs> yeah. And, and you're right, John, unfortunately, man, it's getting even darker. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Um, we're, on the home, we're on the home stretch. If you we really, are on the uh, home stretch, so. if you want to actually get get outside for a bit, I may I may get outside a bit. Um, so, but I think I think the important thing is um, that you know we 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 understand, the, and I think really feel like too. Not only is it Triple H establishing his dominance, I really feel like this is WWE saying, "Okay, you thought you could play with the big boys. Here's where we're at. This is what we can do." This is who we are. Meet me on my level. Like, I, like it really felt like that tonight. You know, last night, Jimmy. I don't know why, but it did. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they were going head to head with with TK and AEW. I mean, but they were just piggybacking off the, you know, it was like a joyous sort of mood for WWE. Mm-hmm. It really you was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they really flopped their dicks out onto the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you thought you thought you were okay. That's so cute. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> Boom, Let me show right you there. my allow <laughs> myself to reintroduce myself. It's, <laughs> it's it really what it felt like last night. And so Meanwhile, TK is having a nervous breakdown as we speak. Oh my god. Dude, <laughs> I, I can't even I can't even. Well, Jimmy, it's time to come to the customary part of the show where we grade the show. Um so uh Jimmy, how do you grade last night's SmackDown? Believe it or not, I think I'm going to give my first A minus. <laughs> I'm going to say A minus. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I would have said B plus, but now that I think about it, I mean, tell me something that was actually pretty bad on the show. Uh, look, I didn't like the Dragon Lee appearance with the LWO, and then you have the vignette for him later. I knew you were going to say that, but that's a repeat, really. I, I did not necessarily like. I understood what they were doing with the Selena Vega match, but it felt forced and it didn't. Oh, feel, okay, all right, that, you know, that's true. Forget that. Yeah, Forget like, that even happened. I'm going to neutralize you now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Forget, Forget it happened. But I, I think there's a lot more positive than there are negative. I think those are the only two low spots uh, in this entire show, right? Um, I being, really feel like the bloodline segments were good. The intro segment was good. Everything was good. I would say those are the two low spots of the show for me. Um, you know, so yeah, but that's where I'm at. That's that. So when you say that, taking notes and being critical about everything, that's where I'm at with that. But you, you go a minus. I'll go a minus because I didn't expect the show to be as good as it did. And when you're when you set the bar that low, and it totally like surprises you i mean we had a lot of things happening on this show man surprises all the big guns i mean they really treated us you know they spoiled us 
I've felt on SmackDown this past week. And, you know, it just felt like a victory lap after, you know, this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get your glow sticks out. Start start waving them around. That's what they were yeah. doing, dude. Yeah. And here's my thing. I'm giving it a B plus only for this reason. <clears throat> because of the momentum for the week. Right? Because of the momentum for the week, for where you are and what you were doing. Like, I really feel like A needed to be a perfect show. Like to get an A. Yeah, I know. That's why I said you know? A minus. And it's technically a B plus. I was yeah. gonna say like, that too. But, yeah, and yeah. I know I'm being nitpicky, but hey, at the same time, you are the number one wrestling sh- production company in the world, right? You you have to have some things taken care of and cleaned up. And there were some nitpicky little things about I know I'm being nitpicky, and I maybe wouldn't do that with AEW, but it feels like you're picking you're picking on you know uh, the, uh an elementary kid. Whereas, you know, <laughs> WWE is a high school kid, right? So, right. like, there's a difference between the two. So a higher standard is expected for WWE and SmackDown being the A. I'm going to call them the A show because you're on network TV. If you're on oh, network TV, you. free TV, no cable, no nothing, you are the A show. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. Especially what? you're on Fox. You're not on UPN or CW or you are on Fox. Right, yeah, no, I mean no, that's yeah. major, and for now, until the next deal comes through, and then you're being stupid and going to USA again for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's talk that Raw could move away. I mean, WWE's open to Raw being on a different night. We'll see. Well, there's also talk of that NXT and Raw are not going to be on USA. So, right, that's you true. Know. Actually, it's more than likely it's they're both not going to be on USA, right? Because they paid for what they paid for SmackDown, man. Which I don't understand why. I don't understand I, why. I mean, but put it on yeah, NBC. See, What's going on on NBC on on Friday nights? Nothing. And true, then I mean, think about that lead-in you could tie in for Sunday Night Football that you have on NBC, right? It's true. I mean, you'd think they would have had these sort of discussions, right? I mean. Interesting. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll get something. I mean, oh, there, there is... Actually, you brought up a point that I just remembered. With the new SmackDown deal, as a matter of fact, they are going to be... They have to put on a few specials also with mm-hmm. USA, which means... And I've heard it's going to be like Saturday Night's main event, for example. Mm. So there's that. But still. Which will be on NBC. But still. I mean, still. yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's bizarre. I don't know why they wouldn't want it on NBC. Is it the advertisers, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. I mean, you're why are you leaving network TV? You know, a primetime network TV on a major network for mm-hmm. USA. I just, I like this whole thing baffles me. It baffles it's all about me. the money, man. It's all about the moolah, bro. But you got to think about what. Like it's that initial cost. It's more than an initial cost. You're on Fox. Fox has all the football games on Sunday. They have all the college football games on Saturday. And you're the lead in to start the weekend for something like that. You know, for for that age demographic. You're the lead in for college football and NFL Sunday. No, you're right. It's bizarre, dude. Like in in many ways, but and they're talking about your stuff on those programmings. Like, well, they're yeah, advertising right. Raw. I mean, they're advertising SmackDown on Fox Football. 
and vice versa. Like, who doesn't want the rub from the NFL? You're getting, you have the belt deal. Like, why would you? uh, I don't see this. This is this is why big business doesn't make any sense to me, Jimmy. I don't understand (laughs) it at all. But I'm I'm going B plus. Uh, Like I said, that's the reason why it had to be a perfect show. Uh, I I think I feel like um, based off the momentum, there was some good stuff here um that carried over from you know throughout the week um the surprises were good i just felt like um i i was engaged for most of the show you know but there were some lulls like an a show to me is there's no lulls i'm I'm in it i'm paying attention to it the entire time everything like that you got two lulls we're at a b plus you know for me but really great show i enjoyed it i think um, the momentum from last week's show carried over a little bit too, as well. Um, I like that they, they continued stories, that they things were moving along. Even people who weren't in matches, stories got told the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, LWO, um, Elton, and all these people. They all progressed their stories. Oh, oh shit. I actually got that right here, the button for that. But then hit the button, damn it. No, it's not on. My dick's not on, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> Next your dick's time. not on? Where do you put your dick? No, my dick's not on. No, it's not. Where do you... Does, oh, D has your dick. <laughs> right? Something that, like that. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Jimmy, is there anything else you want to talk about wrestling-wise before we head out for the day? So what do you want to talk about, John? Huh? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Uh, I'm talking about how no, dark it's getting. See? I know. I like me likey, me likey a lot. No, you know what, dude? There's really nothing more to really say about when it comes to SmackDown. That's for sure, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm cool, man. I think okay. I think I think two hours is perfect, bro. As a matter yeah, of fact, I really think so too. I think we're good. So, Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and tell the lovely, lovely people <laughs> where they can find you on the internet and hear your musings and voice or your texts or words. Where can they find well, you can find me on the X at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with for five bucks. Not only do you get the realest talk in pro wrestling, but the best talk in pro wrestling. Also, hamimediagroup.podbean.com for our affiliate shows and also the PWC Network.podbean.com for all our rest of our shows. And uh, yeah, that's that's a wrap from me, John. It's a wrap. It's not a euro. You still it's not, not a doing euro. Your... It's a wrap for today. Yeah. Okay, man. I love a euro right now, but Good. dude, oof. you gotta start ending that instead of saying that's a, that's a euro. All right, I'm gonna say it. That's a that's a euro. Yeah, oh, there you go. That. There you go. That's a euro. <laughs> that's well, how you say. Got it. That's how Ladies you say and gentlemen, it. you can find me on the internet as J Men on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and then, of course, you can find me on Facebook as Johnny and Right. If you can find me, because I keep my shit pretty tight and locked up. Even if you can find Very me on those tight. other places, um, I will accept you if you have a wrestling belt in your photo, because uh-huh. I am not an elitist like Chris A to the M to the B. Um, um, yeah, um, that's Lance with no L. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's Chris to the A to the M to the B to the S. Um, <laughs> and he's not here, so he doesn't get to say that. And um, uh, anyway, so uh, no matter what, we as always, we will be here. Maybe we'll all, me and Jimmy, will be here tomorrow for um, after ah. the collision. We sift through the wreckage. Yeah. Actually, John, are you joining us? I can join you fact? tomorrow. 
Yeah, I could, I could join right. tomorrow. Is Chris he, definitely missing out? It seems like it, right? I don't know. He didn't know. He said he'd let us know. But if if you need me tomorrow, let me know, and I'll throw up the John signal, and I will show. I will pop up. Um, right. I'll, flash I'll that John that signal up in the sky, <laughs> and he will be there. Yeah, not John Cena, but Johnny Enright. <laughs> That's right, Johnny E, baby, the sinister minister, or the efficient, <laughs> the efficient officiant. Ah, the efficient officiant. There you yeah, go. You heard it here first, folks. Well, because uh, like last, I had a wedding last week, and it took probably about seven minutes to do the entire ceremony because really? I don't mess around. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, um, I think if they added this couple wanted as simple as possible, right? So they didn't have a unity ceremony. They didn't have readings. They didn't have this or that or the other. So for me to go for when it like who gives this woman away from the start there to um. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the conclusion of our ceremony. That takes about seven minutes for me to do because I have uh, who gives this one away? Um, her mother and I. Cool. They take hands, pray. Then I do a welcome where I talk about the importance of marriage. We see it all the way back in Genesis, Adam creating Eve and pulling a rib because they're an equal partner. That's why it's smart. This is why God's smart because you're not ruling over somebody, somebody else. You, you're working side by side with your partner. And God exactly. says Adam and Eve together creating paradise is very good. Not Adam and Steve. Not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Adam and Eve. They are creating their paradise together. And we just like you two are doing. And then I also tell the dad joke of, or the pastor joke of, uh, we also know a woman got her name that day because uh, Adam first saw Eve and was like, whoa, man. And that's how a woman got her name. Uh, <laughs> and so, and then I usually say the, the groom um, did the same thing when he, when he saw his bride, you know, same thing <laughs> happened. And then uh, we'll do the vows. Um, and usually it's their choice to repeat after me or write their own. And then we'll exchange. If they, if it's simple and there's nothing to play around with, then we exchange the rings where they put the rings on the fingers and I have them repeat something. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you for the first uh, – no. Ladies and gentlemen, by the power of us and me, by God in the great state of Texas, and I pronounce your husband and wife. I'll tell them you may kiss your bride. I step to the side so there's not a creepy guy in the background going like <laughs> Triple H was last night when, when Charlotte yeah. and uh, uh, Jade were meeting. Triple H like, like I know I don't do that. So I step to the side. They do their kiss and then I come That's back. Cool. In. So you marry people too, John? Oh yeah, no, I officiate. I've been doing it for about four or five years now. That's um, mad, man. I've, I've probably awesome. done probably like. 50 to 70 weddings somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So that's impressive. Dude. I've got the, I look, I got this on lock. If people want an efficient wedding, this is, this is what we're doing. And then <laughs> after so cool, they man. kiss, I come back and I say, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you for the first time ever, Mr. And Mrs. And I say the groom's name yeah. out they go. And then once the procession has happened, I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our ceremony for today. Uh, if you've been asked to stay for pictures, please stay where you're at right here. Everyone else, you've been released to the rehearsal or the cocktail hour, whatever they decide to do. And as I say in my home state of Louisiana, laissez les bonnes let's party. So oh, and that's, that's how tiki. Yeah. So that's how it ends. It. it takes okay. with everything with wording and all that, takes about seven to ten minutes. So that's awesome, it, dude. I, I like that, man. I don't I don't I, I like I tell people it's not I, I like it to be nice, sweet, short, because it's not about me. I'm not here to preach well, to you yeah. or my order. It's about the couple and celebrating with family. And so let's give them the most time possible to celebrate with everybody and have a good time, right? No Not doubt, worry man. about this pastor talking about this and the, <laughs> I really want you to do this and I need you to do this. And the scripture says this. And uh, Half the people haven't read the Bible probably at that wedding. So why am yeah, I going to chapter and verse you? Like, no, I'm not going right. to do that. Um, no, we're going to have a good time. That's good. Yeah. There are people like that, dude. 
Yeah. So if you want to see some of the things that we do, you can always go on Instagram or Facebook and look up North Texas Wedding Officiants, and you can find North Texas uh, Wedding Officiants. Yes, or North TX Wedding Officiants. Either way, but if you type that in, you should be able to find us. You'll see some picture of Jeremy, me, John, some of the other people that all we work like we. It's about five of us working officiants working together, and we take weddings and we do throughout the the get paid and stuff. Oh yeah, I got three seventy five last week for it for oh shit, that's cool. minutes worth of work probably. So oh, that's awesome, bro. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's good, man. I like yeah. it even more. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> more <yeah>. weddings. <laughs> yeah, look, I need more weddings. Look, I, I, that was my last wedding of the year, unless something comes through. So you if should you use that North- as the sponsor for the show, bro. We should do a <laughs> commercial. I can make one for you, bro. Well, no, we we uh, we we're on the knot, which is like this really big wedding thing here, and. We're we're getting some, but like a lot of times, it's one at a time. So Jeremy, who runs it, he kind of handles a lot of them. But um, like, and then he usually comes to me, and then he passes down the line because Jeremy started this, and then I joined him, and so him and I have been doing this for a while together, and then we've added other people as we go because we just got busy. So, um, but yeah, like uh, if you live in the North Texas area and you need somebody to officiate your wedding. You can call us. You can ask for me specifically, or you can just call North Texas Wedding Officials, and we'll see who's available. So as it gets darker and darker, to those portals <laughs> of hell. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yes, that's everything for today, uh, Chris. I hope you guys feel better, and I hope yeah, that man. your vagina feels better, Chris. Um, <laughs> the veg, yeah, the veg. Um, and of course, uh, as always, tomorrow, don't forget to listen, uh, check in the same time tomorrow for the wreckage. But also, don't forget to come in next Saturday, um, 10 a.m. here on the Hameen Media Group to see what happened the night before on SmackDown. Do we continue this momentum? Is it going the way it's going? Are we going to be continuing to build to something grand? Or are we just going to go back to the way it was? Um, and are we just going back to the things that we did? Who knows? Oh, the There's so much excitement in the air. And we get to talk about all this. And more. And more. Did you see what I did? All this? <laughs> all saw. this and more. All this. All yeah. this and more. Oh. Like as in Nick Aldis, you know? You get I, know. It. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. All right. Anyway. It's anyway. Nick Aldis effect. Oh, there you go. The Aldous effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for today. And again, as always, thank you for being here as being part of the show. Because uh, as you guys know, this show is for you. It's by you. It's uh, the show of the people. Um, I want to shout out uh, Revamped Wrestling 2K has made it in. Media M5, Chris Winland, Anthony Gutierrez. Welcome. Um, uh, Chris Winland is here or was here. Dark Side Caster. Um, Jerome made it as always. Um, let's see. We scrolling up now. We've got a lot of the same. Um, Todd Brantley was here. Uh, Lab Rat was here too. Lab Rat was here. Yeah, I did Arzol. see Lab Rat. Yeah, Arzol. Thank you. Um, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, Wendy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, it's not showing up on my thingy. Oh, it is on mine. Is it? Let me. Maybe I'm going too fast. Uh, slow me, down, John. Slow down. There's Lab Rat. I see Lab Rat. Yeah. Uh, Arzol. I, I see that. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, Wendy. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So Media M5 is talking me up. 
saying, hey, you got a good man there? That's for sure, says Whitney. Whitney, he's kind, gentle, considerate, chatty, and all that's a plus. Um, <laughs> so thanks Maybe for being a good wingman, medium five. Appreciate it. <laughs> So anyway, with all that said, ladies, turn in next week. Come see us. Come talk to us. Come chat with us. Tell us what you're thinking and feeling and be a part of the show. And as always, we love you. and We hope you have a great week. So until then, peace out.